God, how, how many Sonichi jokes are we going to make when we do Detective Pikachu? It's, we're going to have to put is a... Is there a cat in here? Which fucking cat is... I hear a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Which fu- I'm telling you, someday, Sega and Nintendo are going to make Sonichi real. It's a billion dollar idea. It is... If it wasn't, <laughs> if it wasn't attached to this, to the this, dark um, warrior himself, <laughs> to the dark, the CPU shadow it. blue princess, to the dark, the dark warrior himself, the, the female samurai Christine Chandler. Oh wait, herself, but Miguel, I need you to delete all of this <laughs> because I don't want to go to jail. I don't want to go to jail. All right, are, all right. Are we ready? <laughs> no, fuck let's, off. Let's, I gotta uh, make this part. Fucking your drawing. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can we can record while I draw. It's fine. This is the first week. We, we've we're like five minutes in. We haven't talked anything into the recording. <laughs> ah, fuck. There is a cat in here. Son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do the intro. Uh, I. And then I'm just going to get each of you to introduce yourselves. Yeah, we're, that we're still doing that. Helps people remember who yeah. we are. Yeah, and who's that talking. people. Yeah, we, we gotta. <clears throat> you guys need to get ADHD medication <laughs> so you can remember who we are. You know? Oh, we do. No, we do. No, I mean the, the people that can't remember who. Oh, we the are. audience. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing. I mean, I'm not great with telling voices apart. It takes me a while to get a feel for who's who. It was shows. We but- have very distinct voices from each other. I, I can't believe there are people who are like, can't keep track of our voices. I'm sorry. There's but- people like I see that have been tuning into K-Zone for years and still get Rocky and Serb confused. Like, I, I don't go, know. Go go to your like ear doctor, have them stick something up there, figure out what's blocking your your, <laughs> your like eardrums. You, you might have a hearing condition if you can't tell of our voices apart. <laughs> Stick something up there. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, everyone, to Marvelous or the Death of Cinema. On this episode, we're talking about Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Shazam. I'm Discourse 2. No. Uh, Do the land acknowledgement. Do the fucking (laughs) land acknowledgement. We are trotting upon the discarded remains of the Fawcett Comics Company. Yeah, close enough. I'll take it. Uh, hi, I'm Nicole. This is this is basically the Killers of the Flower Moon episode. How? <laughs> oh, because land acknowledgement. We're, well, that, but we're also going to be documenting a genocide. So it was it was your idea to combine these. It was <laughs> cool. And you know what? I was kind of. I it, it kind of. You paid were kind off. of right. You were kind of right. I just want everyone so, to know that. I was right. I've never done anything wrong. I'm a perfect sweetheart angel. <laughs> for for those of you listening, you're probably a little confused. Like, wait, what do you mean? So Shazam, the hero we know is Shazam, was known as Captain Marvel before Marvel had a Captain Marvel, uh, believe it or not. Uh, and we'll get into that a little bit later and a lot later later uh, on another episode. Yes. But the long- We're actually going to be hopefully- Maybe recording that this week. Oh, awesome. The The long story short is um, there's two Captain Marvels, uh, one of whom is uh, a closeted lesbian and the other one of whom is a closeted pedophile. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. Well, not in the comics. It's in the movie. Okay. 
I, fine, take it back. I take the death threat back. Yeah, she was calling Zachary Levi a closeted pedophile. Yeah, okay, yeah. that works. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, because you're you're the one whose idea this was. So, I, was so, I was right. Um, I have never pa- been wrong about anything ever. Patreon, Patreon listeners, um, there there is a, a new commentary track for you guys to listen to on Captain Marvel, which we recorded. You, you relentless content hounds, you. The the Marvel <laughs> one, the cap, the Marvel the, Captain Marvel, yeah, which we recorded. Uh, They're going to be calling thinking. it Shazam, but I'm just it's not. You know, it's not. But we recorded that thinking. This movie is going to be so bad. Nicole is going to have like an epic gamer yeah. freakout on the level of like herself. Ready Player One. I didn't because the movie ended up being really fucking boring. Like yeah. not since it's, Thor it's Two. It's too mediocre to even be mad at. Literally. Uh, so, sorry, that's not like a, a Book of Henry level commentary track. We we did have some fun about was it is it who who plays who plays her best friend in the terrible bus driver wig we had a lot of oh, fun at that uh, expense uh, yeah tiana taylor no not tiana something taylor. like that no that's uh whatever so, We're so i'm sorry Wim, cole, for cole had been gunning for us to to combine these two properties because you've been working on this shazam sub-series yeah. so, and they, ca- they know, came I'm, out at the same time like they came out within I they think did. a month of like each other. Like a month apart. Yeah. yeah. Uh and they both kind of bombed in a way. Like I I I people are gonna be Captain like, Marvel did not bomb. It, it, made it, a it did it billion did not bomb. dollars. It did not bomb, but like we need to just say, like, it was a bubble ring. It was sandwiched between two of the most fucking like it lucrative bombed. Lucrative it films. Couldn't have bombed. If, it, if it bombed, like they would have killed Stan Lee again. If it like <laughs> the movie opens oh yeah this is also the, movie- the first the first post Stanley Marvel movie R.I.P. That's the uh, first thing we see on screen. R.I.P. Stanley, the only guy that ever got credit or money for any of this. Yeah, this this, this old ass fucking frail ninety something year old man got finally so died. Elder abused in the last few years. He was, he was years. so old. <laughs> he was just getting hit behind the scenes like a dog just, on the nose. Just You're gonna like be in this Marvel movie in a ca- stupid cameo. <laughs> gang of his daughter's dumbass friends living in his mansion. Oh, just dude, being like, that's right, Stan. Off. Just just sign here. And just and then I will get she a was, Lamborghini. I was at the Comic Con that happened after he died, and it was like uh, there were people that were definitely ripping, like like taking advantage of the fact that Stan died to make a quick buck. But like she was doing it like the most. It was crazy. Like she was she was like in fact I think she was like trying like threatening to sue other people that tried to like rip off st- or like make Stan Lee merch without giving her money. She's a real chip off the old block, eh? Uh, she's worse honestly because at least stan like did the work you know like you can say that like (laughs) like and sure he didn't do a lot of the work but he did at least like come into the office you know she did she she is just like literally coasting off of the fact that her dad like ripped some guys off 60 years ago girl boss uh Stu, do you even remember enough about captain marvel to give a plot synopsis yeah, okay, let me give it a shot. Let me see. Let me let's see uh, what try. I've retained there up in the old noodle. Um, 
this only a few okay, days ago. Okay, so there's this kind of um, d- imagine. Uh, so it's space. It's like Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy space. There's a bunch of guys. They they all are kind of um, wear stars on their chest. They're kind of like fascist space cops or something. They're, they're and, space uh, Romans. I think is what we and one of them kind of has the appearance and affect of like a more robustly proportioned uh, Germano Anglo kind of Dasha and uh, Jude Law. No, no, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. <laughs> yeah, sure. Whatever. Okay. I think she just just I was so disinterested in being in this movie that it just gave me that kind of energy. Um, anyway, uh, so she's a space cop, but she also flashes back to being in the Air Force in the 80s, which I guess they probably had a lot of women pilots in the Air Force back then. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, no. Um, and then they're. Uh, they're hunting down like uh, goblins that are shapeshifters, uh, the and then later it's going to turn out that they're actually the victims the uh, in the world's least surprising twist. These guys do uh, Marvel Cosmic has shooters. Like as, I know, I know you're like you're, you're gym shooters. No, he didn't work on Marvel Cosmic. He was more oh. uh, well. I mean, he was the editor in chief for the whole company at the time, but. Uh, I don't think he ever did any like big Marvel cosmic stuff. I don't think. Okay, so space goblins—they're—they're they're tracking space, down space anyway, goblins. <laughs> she gets captured by the space goblins, and they are—they're uh, kind of just using her brain like a VHS tape yeah. uh, to find one of their guys. And, and they take her shoes off, and she runs around barefoot. I think Kevin Smith is in this movie, and he plays Jack Kirby. I could be. Uh, I'm kidding. That was uh, no. That didn't. That was that was Daredevil oh. 2003. Uh, the yeah. the better Marvel movie that I watched this week. You never know where Kevin Smith's going to show up. He's in Die Hard 4. Damn, they were just letting his ass do anything. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, Brie Larson and her feet escape. She she crash lands on Earth and she in, meets into a blockbuster. <laughs> into a blockbuster, and it's just like the most. Um, they just jam these like really obvious '90s cultural signifiers just into the frame. But then they fuck up basic shit. Like they say it's exactly explicitly 1994. And then she's like at an internet cafe trying to log onto the internet on a Windows 95 computer. No, it's 95. Uh, and, it's 95. 96. No, it's 94. No, it's 94. They say it's 94. Yeah, yeah. That's stupid. Um, it, and then, uh, you know, like they play a No Doubt song later that like hadn't come out yet, which you know, it's a nitpick, but I didn't like this movie. So I'm going to I'm going to pick its nits. They they end this on a song that wouldn't come out for like three more years. Yeah. That's a good bit, honestly, <laughs> is to just completely. Yeah, but it's just it's just Saul the Burn 90s does that too. Broadly, the 90s cultural signifiers. No, I, uh, it is bad, but like I'm saying, it is funny to do one of the, like to do a period piece and then just like not even really care. Yeah, yeah. not try. Like nobody really talks or no. looks like it's the 90s. It's just like, oh look, there's a Smashing Pumpkins Sonic Youth poster. There's a Sonic Youth poster. Look, melancholy and the infinite sadness, guys. Oh look, 
PJ Harvey. Oh look, <laughs> like Was it's, it's look, it's a movie? look, it's a there's a there's a there are a couple. I think there are a couple like PJ Harvey posters behind. There's her a bunch of shit, but it's yeah, it's, it's all just all the most. Back, it's all ob- like obvious mise en scène. It's all obvious, and then it's again, it's like they have these obvious things, like oh, it's the nineties, and they miss any subtler detail about scene setting or time and place. Um, anyway, uh, she, she, she meets Nick Fury and it's kind of like, uh, buddy cop shit. Smooth Nick Fury. Smooth Nick Fury. Oh yeah. He looks like Obama for some reason. Oh yeah. Smooth Nick Fury. (laughs) Digitally de-aged Samuel L. Jackson. His hairline's all weird. Like his, his hair looks like it was (laughs) like, like he was made in the, in the character creator in oblivion. Um, And uh, this kind of piss around doing nothing uh, for a good chunk of the movie. And then they made an orange cat who's not. Oh, Ken. Yeah, they, he wants to be Ken so badly. It's it, it's kind of like I, I sh- again, <laughs> this is stuff I should have in concept been a lot angrier at. Like, I should really hate this movie. And it's just you so should, but- mid and so boring yeah. that I, it's just not worth the effort. I want we want to say like this is 90 like the su- the summary is most of the way done with the movie already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then um J- Jude Law is like her boss and kind of almost implied boyfriend and I guess the character arc is like she remembers falling down a few times as a kid and one time <laughs> someone tells her she needs to um like not be so emotional even though she's mostly been not emoting at all yeah. uh real arson is just a kind of void of charisma um this whole movie um but then in the end she's just like i know my power uh, and she wins don't, don't forget about Annette benning she she gets her memories back and she realizes uh that she's on the bad you know, team. You know who's good in, in, in uh, these kind of movies that also has the name Annette? Annette O'Toole. Shout out to Annette O'Toole. Oh, shout out to Annette O'Toole. But yeah, no, Annette Benning plays Marvell, who's revealed the a character who's revealed to be Marvell, who in the original Marvel comics, the the like first iteration of Marvel's Captain Marvel yes. was was a guy. Marvel you did Cube. <laughs> was a was a guy. We did. Uh, he went by Marvell. Yes, uh, and and so like Which is like a, the, like is guess, like is trendy is- in a lot of these movies, you know, like gender swapping or like race swapping, which is like whatever you can do that. But there there was a point like Cole, I think you said like uh, they're going to say this bitch is Marvell because she got white hair, and yeah, d- Marvell in the MCU is old ass Annette Benning. <laughs> Which is is funny because his name is Captain. His, his name is Captain Marvel. Like, and his his rank is just like literally Captain. And so she was. She created a light speed engine. This is her whole the whole origin of 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 Carol Danvers' powers are completely. What are her powers? I don't know what they. It's energy. Energy photons. She's it's very vague. supposed it's very to be the strongest defined. thing in this cinematic universe, and and then in just every other movie, they find ways to like write her out of it or have her like not be involved. Like this, this, the whole, the whole big problem with this movie for me that really prevents me from having any strong feelings about it. Like, despite the fact that this is 
like at least marketing wise, like a like, you know, you know, we need more women in STEM ass behavior. And also like women should join the Air Force, you know, be army strong hashtag uh, feminism bullshit. Like that's more the marketing than the actual movie itself. Not that it's not in the movie itself, but just this movie is so like there's just nothing to like I don't feel I watched it's, anything. It's, oh, I forgot the the cat. They find the Tesseract at one point, and then a, the cat turns out to be an alien that eats it for safekeeping. Cats and then do it, be and then it scratches Nick Fury's face, and that's how he gets his eye patch. Which I can um, imagine pissed a lot of people off. Which is it sucks. funny. It's, which I sucks. can't kind of blame them. They kind it it kind of sucks. No, it, it sucks. It sucks because like. Nick Fury is supposed to be cool. Like, the, the fucking... I, and Samuel L. Jackson is cool. Samuel L. Jackson is cool. And he's been in, like, 87 of these fucking movies, and not one of them he has been gotten to be cool. Like, you know what Nick Fury does in the comics? He, he flies a car. He has a car that flies, and he, like, uses it to murder Nazis. Using the on the express permission of the U.S. government. Yeah, in the that, MCU, he just gets into car accidents. I, I don't. I don't know how to like like uh, Nick Fury is peak fiction. I have most of the the early Nick Fury comics because they're some of the best Marvel books, and you would like never know that based on fucking any of these movies. So, I, I guess the big thing worth discussing about. Captain Marvel is again this there was a whole big the Marvel deal one. about this movie being you know the first like female led like female centered MCU project like this you well, know they they they'd never put a woman as the star of a, mo- a, a, of a, of a movie before. before except for like Pride and Prejudice type stuff they just yeah. did action movies science fiction movies superhero movies they never had women in them before Captain Marvel came out it was like it was a really big deal we can't overlook yeah. that achievement so and I don't want to I I don't want to give this book too much credit because we think it sucks and we hate it and we have a whole episode but the the recent that recent MCU book that came out there's like a whole chapter dedicated to sort of the the making of Captain Marvel and specifically sort of the the sort of culture war things that kind of led up to this movie being like pushed finally pushed into production and basically what it kind of came down to was like a bunch of like nerd like millennial women in like Warby Parker sunglasses just like threw a fit over the internet and started like hashtag campaigns because like the MCU was not producing enough That's not, merchandise for I actually, girl characters. Wait, did you read the research? I did. The, I read the book. <laughs> well, but all of that is fake. She like it, no, she it? like made that up. Yeah, no, they uh, in the in the in the notes I put. Uh, this movie's been in development since 2014. Yeah, no, that was around, and that was the around the same time that that was it. Yes. Huh. Okay. Because I because when I was doing the research, I read that they that Marvel had already announced the movie before all the hashtag stuff had happened, and that like my takeaway from that was that it was like I think if it if it wasn't, it, I think it was maybe a couple months apart. But I I have the feeling that that was like the big. The other thing was like the reason it kind of took so long from like when this movie was announced to when it was finally like released was because they were like Kevin Feige wanted this to be a female directed like female written movie and he just couldn't kind of get the the right people involved because everyone I, was passing on it for good reason. I mean, I assume they had the like like they they the plan probably early on like probably early on they were just like well okay we'll have different characters and they'll 
we want everyone to kind of hit all four quadrants, but different ones will hit different quadrants harder. Um, I finished my drawing. Oh, finally. Oh, finally. All right. Well, and, uh, save it for when we get to Shazam. <laughs> and they probably wanted, like, they wanted Black Panther and Captain Marvel and stuff. They probably knew they wanted those things for those reasons early on. But also, like, it's not, not that I want to say it's, like, completely and exclusively astroturfed, but, like, there's always a lot of op. Uh, fucking ops shit going on with with those hashtag campaigns and things too. For full real, <laughs> but yeah, well, not, not I, like psyops type I, ops. What I was no, getting at is operations is mostly because the, way more interesting than sort of the the actual content of this movie itself is just sort of the, the Im- implying it has it content. <laughs> uh, like uh, I'm looking at the like Cole did the notes for the Captain Marvel. Section, I did, because I, I stand with women. You can't see it, but I'm uh, doing Wakanda forever. Salute. You're doing Wakanda forever. Uh, girl bossing versus the expectation of being a girl boss. Uh, so so first of all, I think we're all in agreement that if, if anyone's calling this movie feminist or even having that conversation around this movie, they should just be shot on sight. Who fucking cares? You're, you're dumb. Grow up. Whatever. But yeah. this, you know what this, I think would have made this movie feminist? If she got her tits um, out? Oh, completely. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, she uh, gets her feet out. Secretly <laughs> lives in feet. Oh, I'm not a foot guy. I don't really get the feet thing. Yeah, what did, what did Quentin Tarantino give this movie? There there were some there were some guys gooning to that shit though. Um There there are Brie Larson shooters. I, I really the funniest thing to this then movie. Gooners. Uh, d- d- the funniest thing about this movie is that like they spent 800, you know, like The Last Jedi, uh, speaking as someone who hadn't seen The Last Jedi for like probably six years until we watched it. And I don't even know when The Last Jedi came out. Was it six years ago? Actually, it was, right? That was 2017. It was like six, yeah. yeah. Wow. 2017. Uh, and I have never seen Captain Marvel before this. Uh, it was really funny to like get context for like, oh, people fought an internet war over this kind of shit, you know? Yeah. And it's just in retrospect, it's just not worth it. Like, how was how was this the thing that flame wars were being had over when it's yeah. ultimately and just nothing? To be fair, I understand how it started because there was like Oh yeah. There was like they kind of they kind of stepped their foot into it because they wanted to do like the last Jedi kind of thing where they have all these like this like viral marketing uh for it and there was one clip where like it was it was in defense of the it was like at the premiere of like a wrinkle, a wrinkle in time and Brie Larson was there because Captain Marvel was coming out like a week after or something. And she was like, this, they were like, how do you, I think they got on like a hot mic or something. And she said, uh, some shit like that, like this movie got reviewed bad because there's too many white men in criticism, like a wrinkle in oh, time. I remember Captain, that. Captain Marvel hadn't come out yet. I think it was a year, I remember that. a year or six months before. So that that like that poured oil on the on the fire or, or gasoline on the fire a little bit. But like, I don't know. She's just a dumb woman. Like, actually, that's me. She's just a dumb person, and like, not because she's a woman. I, like, so, so my she, she, she's an actor, and like. 
I feel like 70% of actors are just like that. They, yeah. They're just, they're, for, they're dull witted, self-centered and probably have a cluster B personality. To yeah, like, for the record. People find out about things like, and then they're like, oh, this is the most important thing. You know, they find out about like, oh, there's a lot of white people in criticism or whatever. And they think it's like more of a big deal than it actually is. For the, for the record, I will say, I think the problem mostly with Carol Danvers, like as a character in the MCU and Captain Marvel, isn't so much that I, d- I don't think Brie Larson is a bad actress. I think the direction is not there and the script is not there at all. Like, yeah, but neither oh, here's, here's of them know the how to make this um, person a character. We're just constantly being told things about Carol and we're not experiencing them like firsthand like this is such That's a sort kind of, of night day of making like, a this movie is, about well, this Carol. is such a, like an opposite this is such the opposite of like alita battle angel where that movie hinges on seeing this this character sort of discover the humanity and like personhood within her and there's never you, you know ostensibly this captain marvel should be a movie about they, this, they this woman like in some ways when you think about what it, it is yeah. to be like reconnecting with her humanity, like, you know, growing to learn who she is as as a person and, and whatnot, like, you know, going from thinking she's one thing, this this cog and uh, this sort of rigid machine that is like the um, uh, the, the creep like empire and you know you we should be seeing her sort of like loosening up along the way but she she's she starts she has the same personality throughout and that's like like that kind of character works with like if you're if you're talking about like steve rogers where like his thing is like he's always had a good heart and you don't really need to have it's the world around him that changes but like oh man there's just nothing going on with captain mark i'm talking about i'm talking about the mcu i'm talking about on a film well that's what what i'm trying to say is like that's what I was trying to say. It was like this movie was kind of they kind of fucked up in the first place by trying to make a movie about Carol Danvers because Carol Danvers is uh, it's, it's when this movie was first conceived, uh, Carol Danvers had had two ongoing series ever. She had, she had less comics out at the time than Miles Morales, who had only been invented like a year prior. Uh, she is. It would be like making a movie out of like. The guy who flies the Millennium Falcon in Return of the Jedi, you know, like the 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 Chinese guy, like that guy, yeah, yeah. The, little, the little guy <laughs> oh, yeah. with the cheek things. That guy. He's a guy. He's a guy who works in like a in a lineup. You know, he works in a lineup of of characters because he he provides like uh sort of like a, a monkey wrench into the dynamic because it's a, it's you you have these two characters he's just he's a little have, guy that yeah. goes gibbity 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 exactly that's 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 her character is she is i, I don't want to say a background character because she does have potential and there's a lot of great there's 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 stories that feature her that i like um but she's not like a leading character and i think that's the problem with a lot of the MCU stuff that we're we're gonna get to. Uh, Can you s- no? Uh, before we move on, yeah, uh, no, I'm gonna let you guys think- go. You guys, you guys. Uh, well, I'm- you guys can un un undo Pandora's box whenever you want, but I'm uh, you got no rush, you know. No, I just I just wrote on this note. Um, the thing about this movie and Brie Larson in it is, uh, however good she is as an actor and, and other stuff. I saw Room once when it came out. And I, eh, I don't remember it that well, but um. Yeah, like like the problems this character has are true of a lot of characters in the MCU, but those actors have 
the kind of screen presence where they can just make it work anyway. And she doesn't in this movie. She doesn't have that like movie star thing. Yeah. Um, this is, yeah, it's, it's kind of like if, if you had Iron Man without Robert Downey Jr. and his charisma. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think too, but you're right. Is that, is, is that she's not, um, she can't be, a, I mean, the, we've talked before how all of these movies have the problem of they can never let, at least past the first Iron Man, once Disney got a hold of it, they they want to have the the uh, sheen of complicated or compromised yeah. or, or whatever heroes, but they can't actually do that. They can never let them ever really screw up or be bad or be too abrasive. I would love to see Carol be a messy bitch. Yeah, which she is. There in was the a, co- there was a part. There was a perfect opportunity too. The the train set piece like when she's like it would i i think we said it all at the same time like this would be a great moment for her to just like start wailing on like an old lady and like the the gag is that's not actually a scroll she's just beating up an old lady like let her fucking make mistakes let her be like this is and i hate to use the term like kind of mary sue but like in 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 terms of like how she's presented like there there's no real like Changed what if it to was, her well, at I guess all. She just kind of realizes, was, oh, I'm also from Earth. What if it was Mary Stew? But isn't the male version of that a Gary Stew or whatever? Yeah, it's a Gary yeah. Stew. Yeah, well, the, the, the thing about Mary Sue's and Mary Sue's are author self inserts. Yeah, that's and that's these, the thing. These characters, which, is, which are, are not to be are like. Yeah, no these right. these characters as 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 she is in this movie, they exist to be, uh, um. Aspir- like like uh, audience so, fantasies yeah. uh, and aspirational things. And the thing about that whole aspirational, representational, like providing a certain your audience, a certain element of your audience with like a flattering mirror thing is that the irony is that the only characters that get to be like human beings are, are, are uh, cis het white men. Because they're the only ones that are allowed to be flawed and fucked up. Yeah. Uh, because everybody else needs to be an aspirational ideal for whatever group or groups they're considered to be representing. So, like, their flaws have to be, like, superficial and endearing. And their big triumphs have to be just, like, realizing how awesome they were all along. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, like, for for me, I think, again, because this movie was just so sort of so boring. Why the fuck did they not do a Black Widow movie? I know. Like, well, that's that's why another it take thing. But just after she died, and to do a Black Widow movie, like I understand yeah, so- why you would want to maybe do a Miss Marvel or a Captain. I guess I guess she's called Captain Marvel now. She's uh, yeah. She's cap- she's taken the Captain goddamn Marvel. name. I think. Yeah. Do you want to uh, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, sort of give the backstory on on sort of the the, the this iteration of Captain Marvel because she was okay. known as Miss Marvel for a long time. She was. Spit. She was, and I kind of like Carol Danvers. And, uh, so after after uh, after so in the 1970s, uh, th- there was sort of a a like a lawsuit that you might have heard about that you might be hearing soon on an episode coming to you. Uh, between uh, DC and Fawcett, it was resolved in the late 50s, but wasn't really fully resolved until about 1960. And Fawcett Comics went under um, and lost the lost their trademarks uh, to, among other things, the name Captain Marvel. 
And Marvel, who was, I don't know, I don't think Stanley was president at this time. I think it was like, I can't remember who was president at the time. I know Stanley is involved though. Don't worry. Don't worry. He shares some of this blame too. Uh, and never fear. I'm here, yeah. true believers. <laughs> he, he, he's great. He's great. So he realized, uh, him and Marvel realized, like, oh fuck, the name Captain Marvel is open. We're Marvel. We we deserve this this uh, this IP. You know, <laughs> we deserve uh, this. We deserve this IP. This you is know? ours this is, now. This is our treat. And so they they created a series called Captain Marvel, uh, primarily in the hopes that it would like kind of like trick people into uh like captain marvel fans into buying a marvel book um like uh like when the asylum re- releases a movie called transmorphers exactly they they exactly but it was a little bit more like they weren't going for like your idiot grandma that like doesn't know what the internet is like they were just sort of hoping that people would see a new captain marvel book in the stands get excited and then the book itself would be interesting t- enough to captivate people once they realized that it wasn't like Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. And so that that was a very of its time, like Twilight Zone sci-fi, where this alien guy, Marvel, who's a captain in the Kree military, is uh, I think he's on like a listening post. They're working on like a listening post or like a survey, like UFO, basically. And they're monitoring humanity because they're they're trying to develop humanity's in the process of developing space travel. And Marvell, who is like the, I think he's like the physicist or like the engineer aboard the ship, is uh, cucking his boss, Jan Rog, uh, with this woman, uh, I forget her name, I, but uh, he finds out and like basically like frames Marvell for committing treason to the Kree Empire. And so he gets sentenced to banish on Earth. Uh, and he ends up becoming like, he, he starts to work at NASA. Uh, and meets Carol Danvers, and then like Yanrog tries to, like has this Cree bomb that explodes and accidentally fucks up and gives Carol powers. Now Marvel would retain the title Captain Marvel until the '80s, and the book would actually the book kind of sucked to start off with. I've I've read uh, up to where it gets better uh, when when Jim Starlin takes over, and he was like so burnt out of his mind on drugs that he made the character interesting. Uh, and it becomes this like wacky cosmic adventure. Uh, fucking Rick Jones shows up. Uh, it's great. And then he was he gets cancer and dies uh, from like inhaling a guy. Um, <laughs> a whole ass right. guy. Yeah, there's a guy named Nitro in Marvel who his whole pa- he's, <laughs> he his, some I guess you know you'd want to inhale him. He well he. <laughs> his power is that he's like the Minecraft creeper. Like he can just blow himself up. <laughs> And reform himself. Uh, and he like blows up like this fucking like like car. He just blows up this like this building. And then some of the like like uh, particles of him mixed with the particles of the building like get inhaled by Captain Marvel. And that gives him fatal cancer. It gives him cancer. All right. And so he fucking dies cool. like of, of cancer. Probably the asbestos in the building more than anything. Yeah. He fucking dies of, of cancer. Like, and it's not even like, oh, it's space cancer. Like he just has regular cancer and dies. Uh, and then he, I think the, and in fact, the entire reason why they can't like treat him is because they're like, I don't know. He's like a fucking alien. I don't know how this shit works. Uh, and so he dies. And then the next Captain Marvel is a black woman. Uh, who 
when was when, wait when was this the 19th then the late the early 80s early 80s because i think he died in 81 See, th- i feel like that actually counts for something when you well, do she's it in like in 1982 movie, but she's the baby yeah but she's, she's the, the yeah she's she's the, she becomes the who she is in girl. the marvels yeah and yeah monica rambo rambo monica monica rambo she's like a black woman i think air force pilot from new orleans who joins the avengers uh alongside carol who was also on the team at the time and uh carol would basically just become like an avengers mainstay her book got canceled after like seven issues and she just kind of got thrown on the team for like basically 50 years um there was some other stuff that happened with like rogue and uh uh kang kind of sexually assaulted her but I don't want to get into Linkara covered uh, those. You can go read those issues. Jonathan Majors claims another victim. Jonathan Majors claims another victim, but yeah, no. Uh, I guess that was really good casting on Marvel's <laughs> yeah. part in a way. It was a different version of Kang. It was it was uh, it was a more. Yeah, it was the Jonathan Majors version. No, it was the, not all Kangs. It was not immor- all Kangs. Well, the regular version of Kang is just like an asshole, but then there's like other versions of Kang because like. Because Kang's like a time guy, so there's like di- there's any at any given moment there could be like 800 different Kangs around. Yeah, he's like Rick Morty. Yeah, basically, <laughs> actually. And so there was there was Kang, and then there was Immortus, who was like he schemed more. Like he wouldn't necessarily attack the Avengers, but he would like fuck with them in some way. And then he eventually gives birth to himself through Captain Marvel, uh, in the 200th. What? Yeah, yeah. No, he. <laughs> He has, he, God, he that, is some, that is he some kid, Robert Heinlein he shit. He kidnaps Goddamn. Captain Marvel to uh, uh, he kidnaps Captain Marvel and then uses machines to make her consent and then uh, uses uh, fu- wait hold on hold on I just I just love the phrase make her consent I just <laughs> yeah. like I no, like they, the implicit they, they oxymoron and be that. like oh yeah. Like, like my my fuck my technological paradise is so balling that like she ba- she like it wasn't actually raped like even though it was like it it was because she was like she it, like she didn't have any memories of who she was before she came in into the 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 oh, like, so it's sort of like the movie sort of like the movie Overboard sure uh, I don't know what that is but sure because we need to keep moving Actually, okay hold on hold on hold on hold on. Okay, so Overboard is a romantic comedy from the mid nineteen eighties. Where Kurt Russell met his like actual real life wife. That is how yes. that is actual real life. Uh, Kurt Russell is is just like a blue collar carpenter, and Goldie Hawn is just a, a rich socialite on a yacht that rolls into town. And she he builds a huge closet for her, and she's a huge bitch to him. And then her 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 conniving husband throws her overboard. She bangs her head, loses her memory. So so to get his money's worth, uh, Kurt Russell rolls in, says she's his wife, and then just 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 has her be his maid and like take care of his kid. And and then they actually fall in love. Okay, this is actually a lot like this story. Okay, <laughs> which is, so which is, is which is funny like because that because that movie is basically like a remake of Lena Went Merler's uh, swept away from the nineteen seventies. What's, what's really oh. funny and, and kind of fucked up is that this story is I think included in like if you because they make these things called Marvel Masterworks and they yeah. basically they collect all the appearances of a character. 
uh, in chronological order. And I think that's in like the first volume because it's like the the issue of Captain Marvel where she shows up, her solo series, and then like the issue where she joins the Avengers and then like the issue where she gets raped. Jesus. Okay, but this is this is before before Carol Danvers becomes Captain Marvel. No, she's right? still Miss. She she was Miss. Yeah, Marvel she's still until, Miss Marvel. She was Miss Marvel until uh, like the, MC, the first the first phase of the MCU. Um, yeah, yeah. So then she becomes an alcoholic. Then uh, Rogue from the X Men puts her in a coma for a few years, uh, and then she she becomes. Uh, she, she, she eventually like, you know, she gets her groove back. Stella gets her groove back and becomes like just a, a just a fed. Cause she's like an air force colonel. Like she was an air force colonel when she was introduced, but she kind of split her time between like the Avengers and that. And then she's like, no, fuck this shit. Like, I'm going to be like the stool pitch. I'm going to be like the Ronald Reagan for this shit. So like whenever they had like a split between the Avengers and the government, she would usually be like on the government side. Uh, I think in Civil War, she was a big proponent of the Registration Act. Uh, she fucking <laughs> spook. Yeah, fucking no, she's, spook. She's she she rocks because she's she's just unambiguously evil. And then, uh, but she did have shooters, and one of her shooters was a woman named Kelly Sudakonic, who is a very nice woman. I've met her; she's a sweetheart, uh, and she was a big Carol fan. And in fact, like I think wrote a fan blog or something while being a comic book writer. Uh, and then she eventually, uh, her and a guy named Jamie McKelvey, who's also a really good artist, uh, designed the re reboot for, for her where she takes the name. Cause at this point, the name had kind of fallen into limbo. Like it passed to Marvel's son and Marvel's lesbian daughter who becomes a baby in guardians of the galaxy three, because they don't want to show same sex relationships. And, uh, but since like, you, you heard okay since like straight from Disney, better to fuck a baby than a woman yeah <laughs> so so since 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 roughly like 2010 like the name had not been used so it had been a couple years um and then she gets the name and the new costume because before this she basically wore like a bathing suit it was it was admittedly a very cheeky costume i think it's a good cheeky costume but it was it was you know, developed by I think George Perez, but, who was like yeah, the that's a, the, it's a male gazy costume. It's, definitely. it's a male gazy costume, but like with a little tweaks, you could kind of make it work. Because I mean, it it is also just like the same rough design with with a few colors added in that the that the Muslim Miss Marvel wears. Like it's the same logo. Uh, it's the same like rough shape, except it just has sleeves and a skirt oh, added. Hell yeah. Um. So yeah. Carol became Captain Marvel and they sort of tried to make her like the next big thing. It, it kind of panned out. Um, sales figures were like average. Like she wasn't unpopular, but she wasn't really like gangbusters popular. Um, I, do, I don't know anything about the quality of the books. Uh, f- fuck me if I'm reading that shit, dude. I got, uh, it's, I got actual good books to read. The only other thing of note that Carol did was kill three standing event, three like founding Avengers. Uh, <laughs> Because she was like, basically, the Inhumans uh, had a guy who could tell the future, like a boy that could tell the future. And even though they have like a bunch of precogs in the Marvel Universe, she was like, we need to kidnap this boy and like use him for the government so we can stop terrorism. And Tony, of all people, was like, I don't know, like fucking what if this guy's wrong? You know, classic minority report thing of like, is pre-crime really crime? And uh, so she kills, she she maims, well, she 
inadvertently gets uh, Rhodey killed by Thanos and uh, gets She-Hulk maimed by Thanos. She was fucking Rhodey at the time. She's a little bit of a snow bunny. And then she uh, <laughs> she kills she kills Tony. She or she like straight up murders Tony on the on the White House lawn. And then uh, also uh, has Hawkeye kill the kill the Hulk in like Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah. Kills no, the Hulk. So so uh, they they reveal that they have this this anti Hulk arrows. They have this uh, no literally literally it was an anti Hulk. <laughs> yeah, it kind of it's comic books. It's like it, it's always that. Yeah, no, literally um, it was like. I and, and, and the these. best part is the best part is it's a metaphor for police brutality <laughs> <laughs> because. They have they get a they get a, a vision of the Hulk like wilding out and like destroying a whole city. No, he had his hands up. And, he had his hands up. And they up. go they go to Bruce and he's like, I haven't I haven't hulked out in like months, man. Like I'm clean. Oh my god, and no. Hawkeye's like, I swear he was he like shoots they, they, they have his tent standoff. I swear he and had then a weapon. Hawkeye, Hawkeye shoots him in the head and kills him with the anti-Hulk arrow because he's like, I saw I thought I saw his eyes turn green. <laughs> oh my god and he is he is acquitted and he, just, he just and he just he just drops like a giant pair of purple shorts on the body well, the, best, please, the, the, the funniest part about this wasn't published like uh, less than a year after this like was, ferguson this was published in 2017 oh for or, fuck's sake this was published in 2017 and the best part about this is this comic led to i'm not even kidding the best the best modern hulk comic you know immortal hulk like the the book that we all dick ride on the podcast server the amazing no, uh, no, no. kind of I, I find, find it hard to keep, keep up with what's happening in yeah. comics chat immortal hulk was was a was a spin-off of this because they're like ah like i guess the hulk's dead we can like do whatever we want with him and al ewing was like can i do jewish mysticism oh hell yes end of hulk vangelion <laughs> And so it is it is like just this amazing series, but it does it does have like it does have like a like a 30, 30, 30 page prequel issue that's just like, OK, so Civil War two happened. We know it sucks. You know, it sucks like we're moving on. And that's basically all that Carol's done. Like since then, she's still Captain Marvel. Um, so I assume yeah. all the you know, yeah all these characters all these people she killed are just like back within six months for reasons. Uh, Tony was dead for a little bit, and then he became an AI, and then he had this like weird struggle where he's like, "Am I a human being? Like, or am I am I just like a copy?" Uh, and I don't know if Rhodey's back actually. Am I machine or man? Okay. I, I know, Rhodey um, was dead for a minute, and then She Hulk also got better because. Uh, uh, women gooners write her now and they're like because the the change for her was that the the injury like made her turn into like a big like giant hulk kind of like she wasn't sexy anymore basically like they're like okay, okay we're gonna do like a like a version of the hulk of she hulk that like is actually a hulk and not just like a you know hulk for gooners and not then, just just uh, not just like a, a a kind of buff woman yeah, who's green. Yeah, they were like, okay, what if she was actually jacked and crazy? And they did that for for a minute. I don't know if it was good or not. Probably not, uh, because she's back and now like women coomers write her, so she's like she's like fucking like like guys that look like Timothy Chalamet. Like she's she's getting like <laughs> she's like BDSM bombing like, like Timothy Chalamet looking dudes. Um, and I think we should also talk about at least. Uh, the Air Force ad that plays right before yeah, that's this. Yeah, that's what I, that's oh, what I wanted yeah, to bring yeah. up. Honestly, I went into this movie thinking it was going to be like the woke CIA advertisement. 
I stand here today a proud first-generation Latina and officer at CIA. I am unapologetically me. I want you to be unapologetically you, whoever you are. Know your worth, command your space. Mija, you're worth it. Like I mentally had like a whole ass like letterbox review like cooked up in my head. <laughs> Do they even go to an Air Force base in this movie? I know they go to like they, the very shield, briefly. Yeah, the shield base. You, you see like one. You see one runway lined with F sixteens. Yeah, I, I, I had to like. I forgot. I, I forgot that Project Pegasus was in this actually until just now, which, yeah, which was a, but- uh, which was it's it's a it's like a, a government agency that was first showed up in. Uh, Steve Gerber's Marvel 2-in-1, which is amazing. He created Howard the Duck. Uh, he rocks. And it it's absolutely insane. It really plays with the idea of like Area 51 in pop culture. And it's like, well, what if it what what would the Area 51 of Marvel look like? Uh, you can you can pick that up, I think, in uh, Marvel 2-in-1, Marvel Masterworks 5 and 6, I think are the volume numbers of that has nothing to do with Captain Marvel. <laughs> but but famously, <laughs> famously Captain Marvel is the movie that uh for for the first time in in years multiple movies after sort of the DOD and the MCU had a bit of a falling out over the Avengers. This is the first movie for them to come together in contract form. They had a falling out again. over the Avengers. Yeah, cuz their 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 issue with the Avengers was like, well, we don't know where the United States military like are they subservient to shield like they their whole issue was they like the hierarchy is, of they did why, not like where, where they did not like was shield so was outside the DOD chain of command that was really it that, was it. that is so fucking <laughs> stupid because it's like who gives it? that is this is exactly the reason why you need to tell these guys to go fuck themselves and like never actually work for a movie for this because like who gives a shit where shield is shield is cooler than you you guys like deep fried yeah, who, brown who babies cares? for fun shield has flying cars and like they have a base that you have to go to the barber shop to get into it and it rocks yeah but (laughs) um but like as as we mentioned when we did the book episode because we we spent a a good amount of time on on several paragraphs from the captain marvel chair character uh chapters specifically about uh this movie had five fucking writers uh (laughs) both of the both of the directors nicole perlman who did the story for guardians of the galaxy um but more importantly i wonder if you you listen to the book if you listen to the book episode you will remember she is the uh the she is the one who was like well i wrote carol from the perspective of the fact that my husband also served in iraq and he realized oops we're the bad guys in this situation so there's also like this movie trying to do this like what really feels like a sort of like second term like bush era like war on terror kind of like oh we're the bad guys actually as opposed to like a trump era commentary on like protecting refugees either way it's like pandering boring bullshit externalized to this like group of space cops that are barely developed and you don't really have any good context for what they're doing or why so it just means nothing you just you can't draw anything from it i don't even know who those characters like i know like that one of them's supposed to be in guardians of the galaxy well, one uh, of them's Gemma Chan, who is, one of plays Gemma a completely Chan, different in character Eternals. in Eternals. Yeah. They, they were just like, well, she's not going to be blue in Eternals. So, you no know what? I'm, I'm fine with that. Because she was blue. 
that in this movie. The the like least shittiest parts of Captain Marvels are when it's like B-roll footage for JJ Abrams Star Trek. And I don't even really like JJ <laughs> Abrams Star Trek, but I like it more than this movie. You know, I think it I think it at least is a competent film. And the best part of this movie was when they were just like doing bullshit on alien planets that look like someone's backyard. But then they like they leave and go to Earth. And I'm like, no, I want to go back to the alien planets. I don't care about Earth. Yeah. But to to get back to the, the military stuff, I, I completely forgot this happened. Cole, you found it. But in addition to like there being like an Air Force flyover over yeah, like the premiere Air, of Captain Marvel. I think Marvel. it might have been the Blue the Blue Angels. I don't know if it was the Air yeah. Force or the Blue Angels. There was, it was probably there, the Blue Angels. There was a little video made because yes. of course there was that a the screen more than anything the in the movie the marketing for this movie really leaned heavily on, you know, a, again this sort of like women in STEM push but for like the Air Force. Yeah. I'm a woman. I suffer from BPD but I'm just as good at dropping bombs on weddings as any man. Yeah, so Miguel, <laughs> clip some of that in right here, if, you, if you'd be so kind. Every superhero has an origin story. We all got our start somewhere. For us, it was the US Air Force. I'm I'm a gooner. I <laughs> I can't go a day without thinking of a compilations. But I can also pilot an A10 warthog into a into a Palestinian preschool. Th- thanks to the F35's augmented reality heads up display, I can be gooning even while flying missions for these United States. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh fuck. That's a, that's, that's a real thing by the way. The 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 F35 has a helmet that's supposed to feed all this sensor data into it so that you can like look around and like see through the plane and shit. Uh, but, but it, but it, but it has like 130 milliseconds legs. You're always behind what you're actually seeing. <laughs> and it's really disorienting to use. <laughs> F- fucking hit marker, fucking bullshit. <laughs> Complaining about- no, it's true. It's true. It has built in bullshit. So into the F-35 because so- <laughs> the display has to Wi-Fi. All the shit has to Wi-Fi into the helmet so on like so CPUs that took so long to certify that they're like from 2008. Yeah, I, I, there's a comic and I can't remember the name, but there is, one of the panels of it is a meme where it's like there's a wire in my brain that like it, it simulates an orgasm and it's the only pleasure I can feel. I and mean, it's like a cyborg or whatever. Oh, that that sounds brutal. <laughs> and. <laughs> And like that reminds me of that of just like guys who are like ah fuck it I I could jack off while while drone bombing an Iraqi wedding, which which I don't know if that if that exists yet but I hope it does because it's like more cartoonishly evil than we deserve. Oh oh I'm sure every yeah. single one of those guys sitting in their trailers in Oklahoma or whatever just like just like scrolling like uh, OnlyFans. Uh, sellers Twitter feeds while they're just waiting for the drone to get to the target. We got yeah. Which I I, I those are the only troops that I respect. Like yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I don't. What about I don't the res- 
respect. What about the thirty percent uptick in in women so, enrolling yeah. in the Air Force in, in yeah. wake of Captain Marvel? There was so a, do wait, we respect was, them. Is that real or is that propaganda so bullshit? It was, it, it was the the source of this is from the military's internal news service. You know, military.com slash news or whatever. <laughs> Military.com.org.edu. Yeah, yeah, dot, <laughs> yeah. Dot dot gov. It should be dot yeah. gov. <laughs> Air Force FAQs dot biz. Fuck air dot 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 virus made on Wix. If you'd like to find out more about the United States Air Force and enlist, go to www.airforce.com slash dot on dot Dot org. You click on it and like a bunch of command <laughs> window, a bunch of PowerShell windows <laughs> open up on your computer. Like, okay, do you know what dot on dot org no. is? It redirects any URL that ends in that to uh, uh, an old trolling group. Oh. oh. <laughs> Which just opens up a billion windows of gay is. porn at maximum volume and like crashes your browser. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Uh, but what I what I wanted to say was according to the military's like internal fucking dot virus website, uh they saw a 30% uptick in women recruiting uh approximately 12 months after this film. So I don't know how real you that know what? is. I I believe that because if you go from like having like five women joining up to the air force to so like seven women joining up for the air force that is a 30 percent increase yeah, yeah it's probably like a similar situation like women taking up like archery after the hunger games exactly no yeah like it's, that it's, pop it's culture like, bullshit it's it's white women that like didn't have a personality and like <laughs> hadn't figured out what they wanted to do in their lives so they're just like i guess i guess instead of becoming mormon i'll join the air force you know yeah because it's it, it because it's something to do. Thing things uh cis women love. Uh complicated machinery, computers, yeah. uh the military, yep. becoming All I love. uh driving but in the sky. Yep. I love that love doing uh, that too. Unflattering uniforms. Yeah. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Love, that, I love yeah, that. But those are, but those are, that's the, like the Air Force is the fake military where you're like at home for most of it, you know? Yeah. Like, it, actually, you know what? You, you can't be a fighter pilot if you're more than like five foot six because exactly. you won't it's fit like, in the plane. It's like, so it actually makes a lot of sense. It's, it's like, it's like when you look at like women. army recruiting and like it's all like, it's all like 4 1 Latino guys. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, fuck it, dude. It's basically yeah. like, like, like joining the Navy SEALs is the closest those guys can get to becoming Goku. I know this is extremely racist. But I was just laughing oh just at the visual of a, a like an M1 tank with the uh, the like hydraulics doing the like <laughs> bouncing lowrider shit. Oh, hydraulic treads. <laughs> <laughs> boing, boing, boing. It's like a 60-ton fucking tank. It's got, the, it's got the rims, spinning rims. Uh, all, all my, yeah, the, on the road wheels, so yeah. there's just like like, like 12 of them over the, the rear view mirror. Uh, underglow. Have you ever seen a Houston oh. slab? I have no idea what that okay, is. Okay, so it's no. like a Houston, Ex- like... Excuse like, me, that's not like, what my pussy's name is. And, and sh- no, that would be Austin Slab. That would be all- no, mine's the Boston Slab. Thank you very much.
they have this thing called the Houston slab, which is just like you get your car as low into the ground as possible. And then you put like the widest fucking like 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 rims that like literally jut out. And it's the it's the funniest <laughs> fucking it it's looks like a mad racer ass car. Yeah. I don't I never understood the lowrider thing because it's just like man, like any pothole, any speed bump, just anything is going to rip the innards out of your fucking car. I, I don't know how people drive those. Well, you don't go more than like 25 miles an hour on those. Like those are for those are for like cruising up and down the block, you know? And all my ethnic stereotypes come from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So. Yeah, this is a Houston slab. Check the check the voice chat. <laughs> Holy smokes, look at this Jesus thing. Christ. That's that's the car JFK died in. It's got like the it's got like the fucking spikes coming off the hubcaps like in fucking grease. The best part about it is that like those rims are like the most illegal rims you can have. So like those those cars <laughs> yeah, those are like twenty five. How, how many pedestrians have had their shins ripped <laughs> out mean, by these fucking yes, things? But, like, I respect, should be illegal. I respect that. Like you're just like fuck it. I'm gonna I'm gonna drive in something that if I if I get pulled over, it's twenty five to life. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Watch watch something else for for Captain Marvel. I got I got to get the, get this out of the way before we uh, pimp my ride. <laughs> pimp my, all right, you're saying pimp my ride. I got I got three. I got three. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Jennifer's body because uh, here's here's the one thing we we forgot to leave out because we kind of talked about it more in the commentary. Oh yeah, the movie ends on Celebrity Skin by Hole, a song from 1998. Oh, yeah. the, the needle drops in this movie. I didn't hate this movie, but I hated every needle drop because it's like Spotify 90s hits, but all the all the hits are like good songs and they're being wasted in Captain Marvel. That's kind of how oh, they're, they're good songs about- are just being badly used yeah, but, um, uh, and way too on the nose. Jennifer's body has the much better whole needle drop. It is also written and directed by a woman. I, I also think that Jennifer's body is a much Gen- better whole. <laughs> well, Gen- well, well, Jennifer's body is a whole song. Yeah. That's the- <laughs> but, it, it? but it doesn't use the song Jennifer's body. In, it, it That'd uses be too violet. on the nose. It, ends, it has a Wait, great is, violet is needle whole, drop. Is whole a Jennifer's body yeah. song? Jennifer's, Jennifer's body is a whole song. Is a you whole mean, song. yes. No, it's a Ken Carson song. Okay. It's, it's, I still have Ken two Carson? more. I still oh, have two Ken more. Car- Dude, Owen is going to kill you. Owen is going to kill you. I still have two more movies, guys. Uh, and my other two are um, movies that are overdue to be included in the the anti-MCU canon. Uh, Lady Snowblood and uh, Female Prisoner Scorpion. Uh, both, both the series, I mean. Like the... Two, there are two Lady Snowblood movies. Um, it's really the only the first three female Prisoner Scorpion movies you should bother with. The third one is the best. They get progressively better as they go along. So the third one, Be Stable, is the best one. Um, but those are, if you haven't checked, like, either Lady Snowblood or Female Prisoner Scorpion out, I, I don't really want to know your take on, like, women-led sort of, uh, like, action, uh, like hero movies because i'm sorry those are like two instrumental like entries you need to see in order to have any sort of worthwhile opinion i'm going to listen to um much better much better and smarter things have been said about those movie that are not you heard me. Of you first if you're a poor kid in africa the, the, the can't <laughs> afford chinese movies 
you are. Then I don't respect your opinion. Nicole, That's Nicole right. Nicole actually wants you to starve to death. I do. Yeah. All right. Well, what's what's your what are your female led or female directed movies you're going to recommend? Me? I don't know. You think I watch movies directed by? I'm kidding. You don't watch movies directed by women. Uh, does Star Wars: A New Hope count? No. <laughs> I think it should because it's basically no. directed by a woman. For God's sake, you could just say Alita Battle Angel again. I don't fucking care. That's not care. directed. Is I'm, also gonna, I'm also implicitly just go watch Alita. Me? Just go watch Alita. Yeah, no, do do just go watch Alita. But does Robert Rodriguez have something he has to tell me? Uh, Quentin Tarantino sucks toes and from Dust Till Dawn. No, I mean, you said you, it's not a woman-led film was the joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Well, uh, Stu, what's your... Do you got, do you got something? I, God, you know, I hadn't even really thought about it. Uh, this, this movie's just such a nothing. It's like I can't think of anything except the stuff I always recommend. It just feels redundant. Right. Actually, uh, then I'll, I'll just my my picks are, are also I'm going to I'm going to share picked them. Three. You did three. Yeah. Just put on, That's just enough. Put on a couple episodes of, of Star Trek. Yeah, watch some goddamn Star Trek. We'll just put on a couple episodes of Star Trek if you want to see like fucking Sci-fi where women aren't written terribly. And I know I'm going to get a death oh. threat because someone's like, actually, up until Star Trek Discovery, they never wrote woman correctly, right? <laughs> then fuck you. All right. Okay, anyways, let's let's segue into the sort of modern iteration of Captain Marvel Shazam. Uh, welcome to Marvelous or the Death of Cinema. Uh, as part of our first ever double feature episode, we got the other Shazam, the cooler Shazam. Our, our but second not double this, feature episode. But in, was this our second? Third. What was the first? Actually, this, was is, the f- this is our, probably our fifth. If, well, if we're counting others. It's been what are done. the other double feature episodes? The Justice Leagues. Oh, yeah. That was a good idea. Yeah, that was your idea. That's why. Damn. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Uh, <laughs> Was it my idea? So no, I'm I'm, t- I'm now taking credit for it. <laughs> so you hated this movie more than anything in the world. I I was very sad while watching this movie. I think this is might might have been the hardest watch for any of the podcast because I knew nothing about this. The only footage I'd seen from this movie was I remember being at Comic Con when they announced the trailer for it. And I think Zachary Levi might have been there, but I don't remember. You should have kicked his ass. I don't care. <laughs> That's the, I, I really, I, I really didn't. I, I had read a couple of Captain Marvel uh, comics before then, but you know, it wasn't really one of my guys. And then uh, I started reading the book uh, around the time I joined the podcast, actually. Um, and then of course we pitched the miniseries and we had the miniseries in development. Uh, oh, you know what? You know what? You what? know who did a, you know who did a Shazam book? Who? The guy who did the Miles Morales Thor comic. 
Wait, that one? Yeah, no. Oh, the one with the really embarrassing cover. Yeah, this also looks the really one, the embarrassing. The one where he's like, Asgard is my hood, yo. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, I, I only, I only remember course. that because he has this the, the, the really funny name because he's half Jewish, half uh, Mexican. So his name is Yehudi Mercado. Let's see what he's been up to on Instagram. Uh, well, will you will you look that up, Stu? Let's let's give a yeah. Let's see what he's what he's been up to. Stu, you watched you watched this movie at like four o'clock in the morning because I was getting alerts on oh, God, on yeah. on I can't on, do, on, so here on here this will tell like you how well. <laughs> This will tell you how well loved this movie is, is that uh, it was very hard to find a decent copy of it online. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I think the website that I had had like it, it, it took it took about <laughs> 10 minutes, which was a long time for like a big superhero release. Like normally it takes like a minute, you know, because there's like 50,000 people. Nobody cares about this movie. Um, anyway, uh, Shazam. OK, where do I start? <laughs> where um, do we start? It's fucking Bloomhouse ass opening. <laughs> way way back in the eighties, there's like an a, an annoying autistic kid uh, uh, in the back seat of a of a big car, and uh, I got a he, he shakes a magic eight ball and he gets whisked away to a cave where uh, an old wizard is like. Uh, uh, there's an old wizard and there's seven statues of demons with glowing Which, red eyes. Uh, is, and he's like... They look so cool. I, I, the, they look the rock awful. Of, the the rock of Eternity. C.C. Beck's Rock of Eternity is... Uh, I'm talking about the comics. I don't give a shit about the movie. Uh, the the seven deadly sin statues are so fun uh, in, in the comics. Hold on. Let me see if I can find... They look like Nicole's gonna love them because they look like goofy little freaky guys. Uh, no, they would have been really cool in like a Guillermo del Toro movie. Instead, they're just like the worst CG I've seen. They're very boring, which is very Actually, I think it was a practical set. This movie was weird about. Uh, I think The Rock of Eternity it had was a practical, practical sets. Set. I, I'll give it that. It had practical but, sets, and it had yeah, this glass is what bricks. The, Last this is what nation. the seven deadly sins look like in the comics, where they just. They're just like weird little guy. Because again, this is from like a, a fantasy comic for children. So it was it was still like very rubber hose those, uh, and soft edges uh, at the time. I love them. Those look like, those, love, look like those look like racial caricatures <laughs> from I like the nineteen thirties. I love they look the, like uh, the seven dwarves. I love the uh which one is it? Uh yeah, this the, the seven dwarves were ethnic. Uh <laughs> uh selfishness, where he's like he's got the little he's doing little hands, you know. Ooh, I love the, I love yeah. the nail striking poses. Yeah, yeah no, but, uh, they rock. Uh, a, a big fan of the Rock of Eternity. Uh, so, so this little kid gets whisked away and meets Lil Nas he gets whisked away in, a, into a, in cave. a Party City wig. And there's a wizard who's like, uh, if you can resist, if you have a pure heart, I will give you my power because my power is fading. And then there's just seven, like, obviously evil statues with red glowing eyes doing evil voices being like, no, be evil. We will give you unlimited power. And the kid is just like, oh, OK, sure. He reaches for the big glowing blue evil orb. And then the wizard's like, you failed the test. And he and then the, he whisked the kid back to his car, where his dad's like, "You're a disappointment, and I hate you, and you're being such a spaz. It caused a car accident, and I'm paralyzed." <laughs> and then that kid becomes the bad guy, uh, uh, played by the dad is played by John Glover, who we were talking about before, the- is one of those actors that is really like yeah. 
such a thankless role. Um, because oh, he's great. Yeah, he's amazing yeah, like in everything. He plays Lex Luthor's dad in Smallville for like eight fucking seasons. He then voices Darkseid in the finale. Too, fucking Daniel Clamp. In the finale, he voices uh, Darkseid. In uh, he's he's in Batman and Robin as uh, uh, Glup Shido Batman character uh, Jason Woodrow, who later becomes like Swamp Thing, except he's made out of weed. Weed thing. <laughs> and he 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 has like a there's a three part story arc in one of the comics where he tries to get the entire world stoned out of their minds so that everyone will go into like weed psychosis and kill each other, and the human race will fall and like plants can take back over. And he does that by okay, by creating a, like the stick the stickiest dicky of all time. So so bad guy happens. He's he's been around. So he's been around this shit for a long time. Uh, John Glover. Cut to anyway. Cut to, um, cut to the cut to the future, aka the present. And there's another. Uh, there's a teenage boy. And we're in Philly. We're in Philadelphia. Yeah, this is we're this in is Philadelphia, a aka in Toronto. Philly movie. And uh, <laughs> there's a a, a delinquent. Orphan boy, uh, who's trying to hunt down his mom who disappeared mysteriously when he was at a carnival as a baby, um, and apparently that's the only thing he cares about is finding his mom, uh, and he keeps getting kicked out of foster homes because he keeps running away to find his mom, and uh, you you get the sense he's supposed to be this like super troubled delinquent kid that's like really hard to love, but like. Aside from sassing the cops and trying to find his mom, he doesn't really do anything all that bad. He's never even had beer before until he sneaks a sip later in a movie. It's weird. Anyway, he gets this. He he steals a cop car to access their cop database to find a woman that has his mom's name who's not actually his mom. And the cops just kind of take him back to like child services rather than summarily executing him like they would if any kid pulled that shit on yeah. a real cop um, that was weird i was like why why did he have to why did it have to be a cop you know like why wouldn't it be like, like these are like these are the philly cops man they would air hold this kid or, and just dropped a toy gun on him or like a city records building or something i guess it's not action as action-packed uh, if it's not a cop, but yeah, no, they would have. Yeah, well, yeah, we need an exciting little chase sequence, I guess. They would have just sawed that kid in half, you know. It would. It, <laughs> there would be some, you know, some. They would have had to call him the body cam would have been would have been off. Yeah, they would have had to call him <laughs> Spilly B- Batson because his blood's all over the fucking street. <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, he gets one last chance at foster care. And this is one of those movies, uh, even more so than Captain Marvel, where the character's actual dialogue and actions like don't match up. Like there's there's the dialogue where the characters just say what their character arc is and what their themes are to each other. And then everything else they do doesn't actually match what you're being told. The emotional arc of the movie is Um, anyway, he. He. he he gets one last chance at foster care and uh and the foster care lady's like stop chasing a woman who abandoned you and find a found family and he ends up with the most ridiculously tolerant nice progressive multi-ethnic loving diverse foster family in, in the house. world that house it's is so ridiculous big. It, it, it's supposed to be like a rundown working class house but it's huge it's and beautiful huge. and it's old like, and full of antique like shit it's gorgeous you know what i'm talking about like it's a massive victorian house yeah it's it's, it's like the per- it's like the greatest foster home 
in the history of foster it's homes foster's real home and fictional. It's imaginary multi-ethnic yeah. uh, fo- foster it's, kids. It's, it's like that, more, that Family it's more Guy episode where, where it's more optimistic than the the like children's comic from 1945 about the po- the foster care system, which is kind of insane. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's 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 gratingly upbeat and positive uh and and every and and both the foster parents and all the kids are like different like annoying stereotypes so you've got like the asian kid and he he games all the time and all he does is reference video games and then you've got like this the kid who becomes the sidekick who's just like annoyingly autistic about superheroes and is has a bum leg and gets picked on all the time the bum leg is from the comics oh fair enough and then you've got like the but, uh, obscenely but, uh, like when I get to it, it's late gonna be, Simpsons I mean, Lisa's and you got the like obscenely precocious emotionally intelligent little girl that just says what her feelings are and is just like like sub 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 late Simpsons Lisa Simpson yeah um, yeah, there's a, a fat Hispanic kid who doesn't say yeah. anything, who becomes a Chad when he gets powers. Oh, yeah. At the uh, end of the movie, they all get their, to be their own Shazams, and each one gets one of the powers to specialize in. Which is, um, I think, also from the comics. You know, it is from the comics, but it's like a it's like an even split. They just like it, the pie chart gets smaller, you know, so each one gets weaker overall, the more active the like, more Shazams The more of them there are. are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is it just in the con. I, I'm, I'm criticizing these things in the context of the movie and how it does. I don't, yeah, I no, I'm read gonna, I'm gonna ex- when we get to the comic section, like I, I fully expect Stu and Nicole to be like jaw drops because the the Captain Marvel comics are like insanely goaded. It's like the best Spielberg movie that we never got. So anyway, this kid, uh, it's like weird because. Because as as the kid, as he's written, as when he's just his fourteen year old self, and the way the actor plays him is like, you know, he he's like he doesn't he's like really cynical and wants to find his mom, but like he's not like that self involved or self centered, and he he plays like kind of like relatively smart and sensitive, and like pretty like he's a pretty good actor, like it's a pretty like convincing portrayal. Anyway, naturally, um, the 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 shitty kid before has been turned evil by his insecurities mm-hmm. and, he's also uh, and now sexy. he's mark strong in his big bald head uh, he, he 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 got Is a bit off i can't lie i guess I, I did i found him to be very not intimidating no he as wasn't a bad intimidating but i think that was more because this he's just horribly miscat like like savannah in the comics looks like a like an anti like fucking like i i don't even know like some weird like it, stereotype for a country that you've never heard of like he he has these like huge bottle cap glasses and he's like got a fucking hunchback and he's cut like completely hairless and nude and he's like kind of horny and uh or not like a like a like a like a like like an almost like dr robotnik kind of cartoon mad scientist or something exactly like dr robotnik he's like he's like if dr robotnik looked like Gollum. (laughs) <laughs> anyway he um he spent his whole life he's also married to the queen of venus he oh okay we'll, we'll circle back on it. anyway he's he, he spent his whole life trying to find the magic door back to the 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 wizard cave so he can take the blue ball and and become evil and uh he does and he immediately just like kills his 
brother and the board of directors of his dad's company. And then he just kind of disappears from the movie until it needs to end. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, naturally, because there's a bad guy, the wizard is just like, fuck it. I'm, I'm itch- he's been searching for like somebody good enough to give his powers to. And now he's out of time. And the demon, the, the, the seven deadly sins are loose. So he's like, all right, you kid, you're the last one. Grab my staff and say Shazam and, and uh, powers. And then he dies. And then, of course, there's the whole like re- moment where the movie stops dead. So the king can go. Shazam! You want me to say Shazam? Yeah. Oh God! So and the movie does a lot of um, that. Yeah. So around, I think around that part was when I started uh, uh, live live posting about it in the Discord, and then I think a small watch party broke out. Uh, also, I was wrong. Uh, he's not married to the Queen of Venus. Uh, his daughter, whose name is Beautia or Beusha, I don't know how you pronounce it, becomes <laughs> the Queen of Venus. Yeah, becomes the queen of uh, uh, or the princess of Venus through like a like a scheme that he does, and Venus has like savage aliens that live on. It is funny that like before like the sixties, you could just be like, oh yeah, there's just like a medieval kingdom on Mars or something, and that was just like a thing you could do. I love that shit so much. (laughs) You could just you could just say another planet was Middle Earth. Yeah, no, Uh, I I I wish that like sci-fi guys had like the bravery to like just sort of flagrantly break our own expectation of stuff because like i would like to go back to the sci-fi where it's like yeah you could probably take a blimp to the moon (laughs) i mean you you just have to like at that point you just have to be like okay no i'm writing like like science themed fantasy and just go for it just embrace the poetic logic yeah which which is is I think like a lot of guys are afraid of doing that. And well, that's the thing. There's like a, a weird like because nobody like there isn't like a big audience or concern for among those type of people hard science fiction like actual yeah. real science. But they care a lot about this like vague itself highly fictional and not really related to real life sense of realism. Exactly. Quote unquote, yeah, a character who- which is mostly just you know not caring about science but also being afraid of being too silly yeah and it just leaves in this kind of unimaginative nowhere land oh did um, you guys catch the uh the caterpillar in a jar that was in the rock of eternity yes so that's that's mr mind who is is the the rightful who shows up in an end credit he, sequence I, he, oh he I, you see i noped out of the movie so hard I he didn't did he, know there was an- he, he pops up at the end credit sequence with a little thing that lets him talk he has to, that in the, to comics, the other bad yeah. guy this is like Join me and we'll be in the next movie. So he cut to black. He uh, was introduced in like sort of like the the what is considered like the pinnacle of the the Beck and Binder Captain Marvel comics, which is uh, Monster Society of Evil, where he is revealed to be the deposed ruler of Venus who allies with Savannah to uh, to create a like a a, a uh, a axis affiliated nation state on venus wild so that so that we can they have so that they have like a base of operations that they can conduct space warfare onto the allies and uh his, he fucking the the ending is that he just gets executed at the nuremberg trials what <laughs> wait excuse me yeah no he fucking oh, that's dies that's crazy they kill him. They're like, oh yeah, no, like Wait, you're. Well, first of all, in the Nuremberg trials. Yeah, no, it's it's like it's like it's like a fucking like they, they execute him after a tribunal. Like they have to like 
they they fucking kill his ass. They just like they're just like, oh yeah, you're like you're not like a super villain. You're like an enemy like fucking ruler. So we have to kill you. And he looks All exactly right. anyway. Like, he to, looks to, exactly to fa- like okay, he does yeah. in the comics or in the in the movie. Like he's just a caterpillar. Fast track the rest. So it's okay. So it's like okay. You've seen Spider Man. You've seen Spider Man Homecoming. You've seen the Goonies. You've seen just like a thirty forty years of like child and teenager kind of adventure movies. Uh, and it's just a lot of that shit. Um, anyway, the kid gets Shazam powers and there's a lot of learning to use his powers and really annoying goof him ups and, oh, what does it mean to be a hero? Blah, blah, blah. And then when he becomes Shazam and he becomes Zachary Levi, who is extremely annoying and unpleasant in this movie, I just did not want him on screen oh, ever. Oh, he's terrible. Um, yeah, he's, he's not he's acting awful. like a 14-year-old boy. He's he, acting he like Chris Pratt. But the he's he's so much is, worse. Like he's that, so out of character compared to the kid playing the kid. He's he's so. I will fucking, say I like the kid. I liked the kid. Yeah, the kid's better. He, he's yeah, pretty the good. kid's better than Levi. The oh, the, the, they, they say. By the way, I posted a really funny image in in voice text <laughs> uh, that no one's going to be able to see. That no one's going to be. It's the it, it's the the famous picture from uh, the end of Monster Society where it's like Mister Ma- Mind found guilty found to guilty die in electric to die chair. Electric chair. Yeah, because <laughs> he like block. he kills a bunch of people. Like he they're like they're like oh yeah we have to like you, we have to you, we have to give you the death penalty. Like you've killed hundreds <laughs> of people in a war. You know you've declared war against the United States. Like we have to kill your ass. Um, but they said like in the movie. And I didn't actually know this going in. They do kind of tweak the origin where he's like a uh, he's 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 just magic. He's 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 his powers are magic, and um, they're not. They are still in. They still have the Shazam breakdown where the Shazam name is inspired by different gods, but it's more. It's it's less like the gods specifically gave us these powers, and more like we modeled these powers after the deities. At least that's what I think. The movie wasn't really clear about it. It's kind of, he just he just has his little chant. Oh, the the the, the wisdom of of Solomon, which is uh, like how do you Solomon, how do you have that? The, the power like, of Zeus, stupid. the speed of Mercury. You're stupid. I kind of have a pet yeah, he theory not get about any wisdom. this movie because uh, it's directed by. Are we still in the plot summary? Yeah, yeah just let me speed oh, okay, run the rest. Yeah, of that. Speed I'm run sorry. It. I thought anyway. Anyway, he he does a bunch of dicking around. He learns life lessons about great power and responsibility. He has his whole like, oh, family's stupid. Everyone's out for themselves, which is like only he, like when he is Zachary Levi, he's just like a way shittier person and oh, yeah. like, dumber and puppy eyed. Like and- to his friends. <laughs> It's it's weird. He becomes a totally different character, not not in a way where it's like the power corrupts him. It's just Zachary Levi sucks it. He's he's not modeling his performance after the kid no, actor at no. all. He's playing down to like a smug adult's idea of a big dumb goofy horny teenager, and the writing is also just bad. Um, anyway, bunch of that shit happens. The bad guy finally shows up to to fight him. Uh, also, he catches a bus and has his big, like, learning be a hero moment. Uh, boring superhero fight shit that doesn't feel impactful or interesting. Uh, then the bad guy, because he's been doing, like, social media shit the whole movie. And is oh, that was autistic It's in the Whedon cut where they have, like, he's, like, on Snapchat. Yeah. So that 
that that and so okay, so the only reason that's in the movie is so that every character that needs to know he's Shazam can just know he's Shazam when the movie decides they need to know it. It's just like someone looks at a TV and then looks at him and looks back at the TV and is like, aha, so the plot can move forward. Like, it's just it's writing for convenience, which yeah. drives me insane. Um, and then so they have a big stupid fight. He loses. He runs away. And then he f- faces up to his responsibilities when the bad guy takes his found family hostage. And then you're, you're forgetting uh, something very es- important, though. He what? meets his real mom. Oh, okay. I'm getting that. I'm getting oh, that. Yeah. Okay. Because this, this, the longer I think about it, I'm like, so what? I might, I might have, I might have mo- turned. The mom shit just drops out of the movie as soon as he gets powers, which is weird. Like you think the, the way the movie sets up his obsession with finding his mom, he'd use his powers to find his mom. Um, anyway, he, uh, uh, off screen, one of the other the other autistic kid finds his mom just so that when the movie decides it needs that emotional beat, it can just happen. Because again, yeah. writing for convenience. So he goes to his, and this is like the closest thing this movie comes to like having a feeling. It's not good, but it's like you can see, you can see like what could have been good in a very, very different yeah, way better written movie. Yeah, being made here. Um, and it's just like, he, he, his mom opens the door and she's just like a flake living with an obviously abusive guy. And she's just like, barely interested in him being there and just kind of wants him to go away. And then he like re remembers the flashback and it's like, Oh, his mom was like haggard and stressed out and not just like radiant sepia toned fawning. She just kind of abandoned him at this fairground to yeah. give to that, a cop. That, that would be interesting. That would be interesting if the existing, uh, if the existing like thing with his parents wasn't vastly more cooler, which we'll get to, I know, we'll, but we'll like get, we'll get to that. That's like the yeah. only addition where I'm like, in a movie not called Shazam, this would like maybe work. Like it is, it's an interesting thing to yeah. play with, where it's like and if it was done, if it's just like done, like in the like if that was just like the center of the movie, yeah. you didn't have so much other shit crowding it all out. But um, but yeah, I, I anyway that yeah. that that <laughs> we we punctuate that emotional arc, and then he's like. Oh wow! I care about my family now, and the importance of found family, and all. Just I have actually like the perfect life with the perfect parents yeah. and siblings and the perfect house. Um, so he goes back to save the day. They do some bullshit running around, and then he realizes like, oh, I need to share my power with uh, my found family. They all get shazammed. There's a big stupid fight, and it just it's like you hit like. Between the found family shared shazamming and him meeting his mom, it's like you hit your um, emotional climaxes, and then there's still a half hour of just. I don't even. I don't even know how boring bullshit CGI how they bad superhero to, fighting. How did they manage to waste time like that? Like I, I don't even. They had a tight ninety minute film and they fucked it up. Yeah, this movie is like. Two Which hours a, in like fifteen minutes. Minute, minute film, this is longer no. than the Whedon cut was like legally allowed to be. And it, and it's but again, it's just like like don't the the action should be a, a a co-component of the story and the narrative and the emotional beats. I mean, I like my action, you know, when it's good, but like you you don't need like you can have like a really good action climactic emotion resonant action sequence that doesn't drag on for fucking yeah. ever. The more there's a point of diminishing returns where even if your action's pretty good, when you, when you've satisfied the emotional beats and it's obvious where everything is going, then it just drags. It just feels like fucking filler. Um, 
anyway, uh, they beat the bad guy uh, by by exploiting his his emotional weakness. Uh, Shazam does really bad psychology to him by being like, "You're full of envy, but envy is the weakest of the sins," and he so he pulls the envy demon out of him by appealing to envies. It's really stupid uh, and, and half assed. This this yeah, they have this this scene where like he basically. Uh, it's it's basically like like in like a video like an RPG when you have like the glowing weak spot you know like he has like a glowing in his eye yeah, yeah. you gotta hit the you gotta hit the spot on the eye to do bonus damage where the blue where the blue orb full of monsters went exactly. in his eye and then um and then oh yeah and so then they beat the bad guy the the end uh and then he smokes crack uh, mid credits bonus uh. Shazam shows up to the bullied kid's lunch table like he promised early in the movie, this bullied autistic sidekick kid to make everyone think he's cool. And then (laughs) Superman walks in, but it's only from the neck down because they couldn't even get get Henry Henry Cavill Cavill. for a 10 second cameo. Um, yeah, and then you get the end end credit sequence where a caterpillar is just like see you in the next movie. Uh, it, it's just it sucks. Uh, guess who, guess who is not in the next movie? That guy, the caterpillar. The caterpillar. Yeah, no, no. It's actually it's actually dumber. It's just like they they fight like the Greek gods or something, and it's like a tie into Wonder Woman for some reason. I don't know. I I get well. It's a it's a presumably I thought it was a tie into fucking Black Adam. Which, uh, look no, forward to that in, like, thing. 2026. That's the thing. Is what? Yeah, just, isn't Black Adam, like, one of the main sort of anti-hero antagonists of Captain Marvel they slash Shazam? They Black Adam in this movie, and Dwayne Johnson is listed as a producer, but apparently he, like, flat-out refused to fight Zach, to, like, to appear in a movie with Zachary Levi. Like, he was like, no, you gotta put me with the big man first. Like, I'm not... I'm not slumming it with the Shazam shit. Like, put me with Superman. That's so because Black Adam is Shazam's guy. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Uh, they, they, it's insane. Yeah, they tease, they tease Black Adam in this movie. That's like if Jared Leto was like, "No, you need to put me in a movie with Iron Man." They with tease, his Morbius, and it's a blink movie. and you'll miss it. But they, 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 the wizard is like, "Oh, we gave our powers to someone else, and he released the seven deadly sins." And that's supposed to be Black Adam because, of course, Black Adam was the previous. Uh, was in ancient Egypt. He was the guy who had the wizard Shazam's powers. And then he fucked up and, and the wizard Shazam was like, well, I'm never doing that again. Uh, and then that's why there was no like Shazam between uh, now and ancient and like antiquity. So, um, oh God. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. <laughs> oh, I was going to have to talk about the, the Shazam. Yeah. You know what? Go- it's now or never. No. Oh, God. okay. Well, we could talk so, about Levi, uh, Zachary Levi first. He sucks. He sucks. He's awful he's in this fucking he's movie. Is, he's just constantly soy facing. They put uh, fake and muscles it turns out, on the costumes he's, he's, for he, some reason, and it looks really bad. Like it would look better without it. Yeah, just yeah, smug and mugging and not funny, not charismatic. Yeah, they're trying to do this like larger than life. Like, ooh, it's like the comics with that, but like. They don't come, you know, they're still just in Philadelphia. Yeah. (laughs) They're still just in. Also just like the bad, like the bad teenager writing where it's like they jog up the steps and he's like, I can see why Rocky wanted to come up here for the view. It's like, 
That was you're that was 14 in the year 2019. You you don't you you haven't seen fucking Rocky. I haven't you don't seen care Rocky, about Rocky until literally this last year. <laughs> like I've never seen true. Rocky. I mean, they're, they're pretty they're pretty they're pretty fun. Like I get the appeal of the movies. I like I like boxing movies in general because they tend like, to like just uh, attract the the real heads. You know, sure. But I just I feel like unless you set up that he's like a movie nerd yeah, exactly. or a boxing nerd or something, it's hard to imagine that a random zoomer 14 year old in 2019 yeah. is just like thinking of rocky off the dome he's like playing that. Fortnite. like what the f- like not that their pop culture references all need to be like of the moment but there's like yeah you know there's cuts that make sense and then there's ones that don't re- relative to the character and demographic right yeah um you know it'd be like if you made a movie about a a a, a vietnam you know what it uh, is oh you go or, or no let's say you made a movie about like a, a teenager in like the early nineties and he's like making references to sailor moon and dragon ball Z, but he's not a weeb <laughs> yeah, or a cartoons guy. Like, you know what it is, is it's, uh, it's the exact same issue as in when in, uh, in fucking, um, the Spider-Man movie when he's like, I don't, I've yes. never seen star Wars. And it's like, what the fuck? Like you're a kid that gets no pussy in 2010. Like, They've made Star Wars movies in your lifetime. Of course, you've seen Star Wars. Like, what happened? Yeah, like, like Star Wars is just always around. Like, yeah. I'd see like Indiana Jones or something else that like is like of that era. Maybe not uh, at that age, but like, yeah, they're making new Star Wars movies. They're always re-releasing the movies. Every yeah. like parent is just like, we're gonna watch Star Wars because it's such a family classic adventure. I film. saw Star Wars before I knew how to read. Like <laughs> me <baby>. too. <laughs> it's like it's like fu- like how did you not He's like, "Oh, I remember that really old movie Aliens." And it's like it, 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 that also weird like I they were making alien movies when you were and part of that's just because culture is stuck and I'm, I'm sure they're making Rocky movies today too now but like yeah uh, yeah, but like those are I guess actually you know what maybe he would have seen Creed yeah. maybe I'm a little out of pocket so with that he hasn't seen but, Creed he's racist I guess he's not racist in the movie but that's on that note on, on that note my theory on this movie is um WB was just like after Justice League, like the DCU is not working. Uh, we can't, for a bunch of reasons, we can't rework Superman. He's too prestigious. He's too big. We're still maybe committed to Cavill at this point, blah, blah, blah. But we have this other Superman laying around, this like secondhand Superman alike that is from the perspective of the producers, nobody cares about, but they kind of vaguely remember from the 70s. He's got a goofy yeah. name and a goofy look, and we can use him to try an MCU-style thing and use this whole he-turns-into-a-kid thing to do uh, some Spider-Man homecoming stranger things Kid, Kids on bike bullshit. So, so I, I think I agree. This, this was, they wanted this to be their Spider-Man homecoming. I agree, And they but used wanna- Shazam because it was a, Character they I mean, they, the end they didn't sequence they weren't too. worried about um, I wanna, like just I wanna, like homecoming the prestige of I want to uh, reorganize those some because the director okay. is a horror movie guy and there's a yeah couple David F shots, Sandberg there's a couple shots in this that made me go huh and one of them is when the seven deadly sins kill Savannah's dad there's a bunch of eighty yard lines from the seven deadly sins that are meant to be like jokes. So what I think is that they they did 
have a Shazam. They, they've been trying to make a Shazam movie like about as long as they've been trying to make a Black Adam movie, which is like fucking like 30 years at this point. Uh, and they've just had like a billion scripts and pitches lying around. So they like cobbled together. Cause I don't know how many people wrote this movie, but I think it was several. And so I think they cobbled uh, together. No, it was, it was only two. Uh, oh, wait, story oh, wait, by no. I, I, I'm sure that was like fucking, it was, I, I have, of course I, I'm stupid. Uh, they based this off of the Shazam new 52 series, which was darker in tone than you would think for the character. Uh, it, it's sort of hearkening back to the original uh, book, which was more of like a like all audiences fantasy kind of thing. But it was a little bit more like uh, Stranger Things Super 80. I mean, I think it was before Stranger Things, but not before Super 8. So it was definitely trying to do that. Like J.J. Abrams, like uh, a bunch of kids like uh, stumble upon like this world that's bigger than them. And uh, they have to solve it and things can get serious. You know, there was that whole that whole kind of trend in the early or late 2000s of like, we're going to make like essentially like the Goonies for adults, you know, like the Goonies, but like someone someone gets shot or someone gets beat up. And that was kind of what the Shazam comic of the New 52 was. And that was written by Jeff Johns, who was credited as a writer for this. He's also uh, Mm. the guy who sort of became the Kevin Feige after Snyder left over at DC. And so I think they they, – because this movie was the first movie to be be not mostly done with when they fired Snyder. Uh, And I think it shows because there's a – there's – a bunch of shots. This is, of course, directed by a horror movie guy who is also like a YouTube fan films guy. Yeah, Lights uh, Out. Or some shit like Yeah, that. that's how Lights Out yeah. uh, started as a YouTube yeah, short. Yeah, it was a YouTube uh, short. And then, he, he so also, they had this... He, he also, he's also Swedish. He also rates his own movies on Letterboxd. He does like, also with rate a half his own score, movies on Letterboxd. Like a half star. Like from the perspective of someone like criticizing, it's incredibly he, he's corny. Cinema, he, he's, he's he cinema ironically sins cinema sins is his own yeah. movie. It's really um, corny. Don't so, do that. That's so he. Get, I think they wrote this movie, and it was a like because especially because like by the time the movie has entered production, like Stranger Things is out. Like they have like a visual language, and Stranger Things is like especially in the early seasons is like. Very much in that vein of like serious kids stuff, you know, because it's about like an abduction. It kind of goes off the rails after the first season. And I, I th- you know, I think that I mean, it's it's not that it's not like nostalgia heavy and pastiche. I think that first season's perfectly okay. It's fine. I don't. I, uh, I don't. The second remember. season really falls apart, <laughs> and then I didn't watch anymore because it was pretty terrible. I, that's where it lost me. Was the was the second season? I watched the first season and I was like, well, this is like kind of this is this is okay. You know, this is filling like the. I I think if it had just been a one and done self contained yeah. thing, people would be a lot. Uh, kinder to it or they went too far into the pastiche which was the worst part about it the the stuff about just like what if there was a horror movie that like happened to horror movie nerds in the 80s was very interesting because it's like yeah well that's the thing is the pastiche was undergirded by a a pretty pretty solid drama storytelling i mean you had fucking uh, what's her name uh who's, who's the woman in that uh, Winona, Winona Ryder. Ryder. She was amazing in that first season. Yeah, as like just yeah, I just loved a mom her in that, that first is, season. That is like going to kill herself. She made me. Cr- she, she made me cry. Yeah, it, it was great. I'm so not I think that was the, that. That was the tone they were going for, especially the stuff with the mom, which is like pretty, I pretty dark for mom a baby shit. Yeah. movie. Yeah. 
well, even though it's a victim of its bad. own success because they, they they didn't know what they wanted to do next, and so they gave Netflix and the audience what they thought they wanted. Exactly, they they, um, they, they leaned to and, the fandom. But back to the movie, I think that that's what they were trying to do: is have this very serious movie, or not serious movie, but like it was it was going to be a, a bit darker, a bit in, darker tone in tone. And, you know, it was this like kind of kid kid adventure but with leaning more on the darkness yeah. so you, you know you go back to those 80s movies and they always had they those like always have harder those. edged elements yeah it was gonna uh, be like kind of got like more sanded of a, off into the 90s and 2000s more of a ghostbusters than a home alone if that makes any sense it, yeah yeah i think yeah i follow yeah. yeah and then and then i think that they like monster probably got squad. to like shooting like they probably got to like midway through shooting Snyder gets fired and they're like, oh, fuck. Like people, it's the like the MCU just made like a gajillion dollars. Yeah. Uh, they're kicking our ass at the box office. We need to just like copy them. So they're like, okay, just ADR and a bunch and of jokes. Reshoot a bunch of the scenes to be comedic and like turn up the contrast. Because I think part of the reason why the suits look bad is because this is a very bright movie. It's like it's one of the, the most lit movies that we've seen. But like in a way that looks like a TV show where they just like lit it in post. Yes. So yes, you're saying that the decision to make it their Spider-Man Homecoming came partway through after uh, yeah develop, which makes that that makes sense to me. I think I think that there were always elements of that there, but they changed the ratio. If that makes any sense. Oh yeah, like hard because the the stuff with the opening is like kind of brutal. You know, it's like it's 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 this kid yeah, is like being like, like neglected. Yeah, and, and his, his dad's like just like leaning movie. over you the back seat and being like, "You're a piece of shit." Yeah. And I was like, "I kind of enjoyed that because I." <laughs> yeah, and I was confused because I thought the I, I, they kind of trick you into thinking the kid's going to be Billy, and so I thought they were going to go with the abused. That, like, that's kid what I thought with for Billy. a second too. I thought and they do. I thought it's going to be set in the '80s, yeah. and this kid is going to be the kid. Yeah, I, 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 so I had I had no idea, but uh, there were a couple of shots, especially with the. With with Savannah and his father, pretty much every interaction with Savannah and his father that felt like it came from a different movie. Yeah, yeah, it felt sutured in from something else. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they did reshoots on this. I would, I don't have the Wikipedia page open in front of me, but uh, I, mostly I because find I have anything. Notes. Yeah, I don't anything major about it or, or nor did i really care to because exactly. our, our note that. sheet was long enough thank you very much it is also 10 yes it's pushing 10 yeah. so let's uh let's talk about how this this movie is kind of warner dc just cucking faucet okay. in the original captain marvel yeah, character so, massively. Uh, i was actually having a talk about this in the discord server and there the, uh, the only evidence that i have towards this is that like DC higher ups like really love because because the, the people working there don't give a shit you know they they've never existed in a world where they didn't own Captain Marvel but like the higher ups like the like the suit guys that worked their way up they one hundred percent did and uh and, and especially in the aftermath because they didn't even though the lawsuits happened in the fifties they didn't actually have full ownership of the character until the nineties they had partial ownership in the eighties. Uh, based mm-hmm. on like a licensing agreement from uh, Charlton Comics, and then Charlton went under, and then they bought Charlton primarily to get the rights to Captain Marvel. In the I want to say like he's like eighty five or something like that, eighty six, um, and they um, that there 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 was some animosity. There is there is still sort of a grudge because. 
uh, basically like Captain Marvel, even though it, it, there was an element of plagiarism uh, to specifically in the court rulings, they found that several stories were plagiarized from uh, existing Superman books. Uh, so they lost the, there's, there's a couple random early issues of the Captain Marvel books that are in the public domain. Uh, and also like the first, first issue because it came out in 39 and everyone involved with it is dead. Um, but they, there, it would not surprise me if in the original version of this movie script that was kicking around for so long, there, it was partially written as like a, like a cut kind of thing. Cause Shazam in this movie is entirely subservient to the DC roster and specifically the justice league. Oh, he, they're, yeah, they're constantly like he's constantly like comparing yeah. himself and being compared to Superman and Batman in this like aspirational way. Yeah, specifically Superman and Batman is the is the two that he he really focuses on. And those were both characters that Captain Marvel was directly competing with in the 30s and 40s and then uh, part of the 50s. And that to me strikes me as especially the, there's a scene in the film and it's the scene where he first figures out. He, he was out the he Sonic can, the Hedgehog to Superman's Mario. Yeah. He, no, almost exactly. And like genuinely it could have gone either way. Like it, it, it had like, had like a couple comic books not been bought in New York city in 1935. Like we would all be watching the Mr. Mind show on Disney plus. And so they, they did this, uh, they, they did this scene where like he learns to fly and he's just like saying Superman's name. Like, he's like, I can fly like Superman. I'm just, I want to be like Superman. And that, that in particular pissed me off because Captain Marvel could fly before Superman. In fact, uh, the, the entire reason why Superman could fly is because Fleischer couldn't get the rights to Captain Marvel. Uh, the Fleischer Superman cartoons were supposed to be the Fleischer Captain Marvel cartoons, and then Fawcett asked too oh, much. Oh shit! And so they went with Superman. Oh, that's interesting. Who was their second choice okay. at the time. Those are beautifully animated, by the way. If anyone hasn't seen they're, them, they're gorgeous. They're gorgeous because because Fleischer asked for like, and then and with the the entire reason why they got it because Fleischer didn't really want to do Superman. They didn't like Superman. He wasn't really as popular. Uh, they it was it was because DC gave them a blank check. Well, it was National at the time gave them a blank check. They asked for I think the equivalent of like four million dollars an episode uh, in today's money for uh, for the animation for that. And DC was like, sure, fuck it. And it makes sense because those made like the modern day equivalent of like tens of millions. I mean, those of dollars. those com- like they're like I like you watch like movies, later cartoons and stuff, and they reference like those like. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's like that shit all yeah. comes from those com- from those cartoons. Yeah, um, like oh, those dude, car- like if, I was if- in I was at the comic book shop and uh, it was like an indie comic that someone made and it was just about like one of the creatures from that episode. I just like immediately rec- remembered the creature design. It was like something that they made up. It was like the mechanical monster and it was like a book about like this guy. It was like a like a very like Iron Giant kind of comic about like a guy who like gets one of those. And it, it was it was very well well made. I'll have to see if I can find it. Uh, but it was crazy because it's like that that came out in like 1941. You know, like those things. Yeah, like like I, I wonder how much those cartoons have to do with Superman becoming the bigger yeah, character, yeah, the, or just the cultural sort of idea of what Superman is. Genuinely, most of it because they changed the um, 
they they were the reason why it, I think they were the reason why it was Metropolis. I can't. There's like a bunch of like just huge shit that they invented. He's the reason why they could fly because uh, it was easier to animate, and they of course were from more familiar with Captain Marvel who could fly. So they were like, "Hey, can you fly?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." Um, yeah, there's an insane amount of shit. Uh, that comes from that. The, those 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 Fleischer animation cartoons are like ridiculously inf- influential and basically uh, helped create the modern day version of Superman that we know today. In fact, actually, Otto Binder, uh, who wrote most of the later uh, Captain Marvel stories when they really started picking up after uh, midway through the war, was a writer on Superman. He went on to write Superman and he created Brainiac. He created Solomon Grundy. I think he created, uh, Oh shit. He was the first guy. He like created Lex Luthor's origin. Uh, he worked on Superman for like fucking like 15 years, like pretty much every single like sixties outlandish fifties and sixties outlandish Superman story came from his pen. Uh, CC Beck also the the artist for Captain Marvel also worked for DC for a little bit, but he quit after like a year. Damn. So how does um so so we 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 did our plot summary of the movie. How does that compare to Captain Marvel the comic? Oh my god, uh, it is a completely different ballpark. So Captain Marvel is like the one of the, is fucking peak fiction in that like he's one of those things where they got they got it from the first issue. Like Spider Man, they got from the first issue. Batman takes a little bit. Superman takes a little bit, you know, they there, but there's some characters where they just, they got it in one, you know, it was the perfect, you know, fucking blue beetle. It took like 40 goddamn years for them to make a blue beetle comic that didn't suck ass. Uh, fucking like, uh, you guys know Zatanna. She's the, she's the magician bitch, right? Kinda, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That name's kind of familiar to her me. Her dad, her dad, she's actually the father of a golden age character who debuted in action comics. Number one. Uh, named Zatara, and you've never heard of them, of, of Zatara. Like, none of you have ever heard of Zatara. It took them so long to figure out, like, the characters that worked. Because, like, Zatara was, like, a bomb. Then everyone was like, nobody gives a shit. And then they made it, like, a hot <laughs> girl in the same outfit. And everyone was like, okay, we give a shit now. Like, yeah, now we care. <laughs> yeah, now we care. Like, it, there's so many comic books and, and characters where it's like they don't... I mean, it's, it's the same. It's, it's true with everything. Like, the... They don't always get it in one. You know, it took two Mega Man games for oh, yeah. them to really nail Mega Man. It took uh, a couple Mario games for them to really figure out, like, the cast of of Mario and the feel of Mario. Like, it took a few Sonic games for them to, to figure out, like, what they were actually going to do with Sonic. And he's going to kill me. They, 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 they got Sonic in two, and I think Mario was fairly dialed yeah, in like from... Three, right? Well, there was Super the, Mario Brothers. There was yeah. the original Mario Brothers, which was just a one-screen kind of arcade game type thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I know what you mean. Captain yeah, so Marvel, they like got some it. things take a while to hit their stride. They got it in one. His, his origin is basically unchanged from now to today. Uh, Billy Batson is, uh, they, they've added some stuff to it, like around the actual origin, but the, the, the core like story of like, okay, this is our first time meeting Billy is more or less unchanged. Even in here, the rough plot beats are similar, but, um, he is not a like fucking like teen cum sock or whatever the fuck he is in this where like his mom made him after watching like his fucking episode of Full House <laughs> with like a with, like a, a guy who wears Cuban link. Yeah, fucking- I, 
I the longer I think about the fact that like sort of it it throws Billy's like actual mom in like the light of because it's it the reveal is that she was just a teen mom and sort of like overwhelmed so she just abandoned her kid and yeah. I I think Which, like, that you know, kind on, of on that note you, you, oh, sorry. I think you give that more that's something you should portray with a lot more empathy than what is given here. Yeah, because she just leaves. He, Billy's just like, yeah, right, I'm fuck like, it, this I'm isn't. Gone. Well, it's just so undercooked. This isn't what would happen. Yeah, exactly. It's also okay, here's not something how, though that it's also not how abandoning your kid works. Like, no. they would come to your house. Yeah, it's like he he the kid. You know what movie does this better? I watched Ken Russell's Horror the other night. Oh, and that's a, yeah. No, exactly. That's a great movie. That, and, um, yeah, and that that does this like a, a woman having to abandon her child much better. Yeah, so I want to actually I want to go back because I kind of glided over it during the plot summary. They're at the carnival, and the, he wanders into the crowd as like three year olds sometimes do, and the mom initially can't find him. Then the cops find him, and then she sees him with the cops and just bails. And it's like. The cops never f- tracked her down. Yeah, they would yeah. come. They to never your found house. like uncles like, or cousins or, or grandparents because she because she reverted to her maiden name. And that's why. Yeah, but it's like that's eventually. Not, but it takes a while. But that to takes do. a while. That takes a while. And like she's do. in the system. And they like, explicitly say like she's in this in all the records and shit. It's like there's no way. Yeah, she's not like that. She didn't, like, like an hour away. later, the cops wouldn't have showed up at her house with the kid. Like what the like it's it makes no fucking sense. It's really bird brained. It, it's it's weird because they thought about this more in the fifties than they actually, or in the in the thirties, or, or well, I guess thirty nine when when they came up with this. So uh, Billy Batson's parents are Indiana Jones. Cool. Uh, they are like like fucking archaeologists who uh, go to Egypt to try and find this temple uh, of this like lost pharaoh or whatever. And they go with a guy named Theo Adam, uh, who is like their like rich, like uh, financier. And they leave Billy in the care of, uh, I don't even fuck, I think his older sister. They leave Billy in the care of his older sister, Mary, who is his biological sister in the, uh, the comics. And they get fucking murdered. Like the Theo Adam gets possessed uh, by the ghost of his ancestor, Black Adam, who was the pharaoh in the temple, and uh, the like. Mind- Man, imagine keeping the same last name in the for four yeah. yeah. three thousand years. The, uh, the mind merge like drives him insane, and like the because they, they they actually the, the way that they redeem Black Adam is they just get rid of the Theo Adam part. Like Theo Adam's like the evil guy. Like Black Adam is like he's an asshole, but he's not like evil. You know. Um, okay. So. Because in the comics, and they, they do such a horrible job of explaining this in the movie, Billy Batson and Captain Marvel are two different guys. When Billy turns in, when Billy says Shazam and the lightning comes down, Billy has now exited the scene. They care. They they share. Uh, they, they share like a vague awareness of each other, but they they are not the same person. When so when he's Billy not, leaves, he's not like grown up Billy. No, well. Technically, he's actually visually based on the on the the rough impression of his father. Uh, okay, uh, sure. As a, the the because he the, he hasn't seen his father since he was like three. 
Uh, he was like a baby when his dad left and his parents okay. got murdered. So he has like a very faint impression of his father. And then that becomes the uh, the face of Captain Marvel. And that's why he's he's got this like very uh, kind of like squinty uh, kind of like uh, cartoony face is because he didn't rem- he doesn't remember the finer details of what his dad looks like. You know, it was fucking like a like a decade ago. So, um. Yeah, his parents get fucking murdered and like uh they both end up in like the they both end up becoming homeless. I think they that Mary ends up in the foster system. No one comes for Billy, so he just becomes homeless because it's the 40s. Uh and he's like living in a subway station, uh selling old newspapers for like a, for like change. And a man comes up to him and he doesn't he, he doesn't see the man's face, but it's supposed to be the that, spirit. That is some great that, depression ass yeah, shit. It's supposed to be the spirit the spirit of his father. They never actually show his face in the thing, but it's supposed to be like a like a shadowy figure. And the shadowy figure is like, come with me, Billy, like I will I'll change your life or whatever. And uh a train shows up. And this train is gorgeous. I love this train so much. The, the they in the com in the movie it's just a subway car in in this it's like a 1930s l- Captain Marvel train ah fuck it god damn it it's showing me like the train fight it's, scene it's, we'll find it later we'll we'll it's find it right. no, yeah, you guys gotta so, see the guys gotta see the fucking we're, train we're going this sorry it. guys this is sorry it. Miguel and sorry guys this is we're going long on this episode we're going long <laughs> on this episode it doesn't matter it's, it'll be fine the train is so sick looking. I love this goddamn train. Oh, holy shit. That does that is rule. Aw- it is wow. awesome. So he goes to this train and it takes him to the Rock of Eternity, which is an extra dimensional place uh, that is the the uh, f- foundation for all magic in the world. And because there's no like wizards anymore, like the, uh, the wizard that lives there, Shazam, his power has been... Uh, greatly dissipated because he's the magic is declining in this world. And so he gives, because he sensed that Billy was pure of heart and there's none of this fucking like eyeball shit. He doesn't have to make a choice. Like by going on the train, he has been chosen. Like there's no fucking ambiguity. He's not kidnapping random kids. That's all some bullshit that they made up. He's not stealing children. He's not doing, he's not, he's not, he's not driving people crazy by doing auditions. Yeah. No, none of that fucking bullshit. And so, yeah, the wizard's like, I sense that you're pure of heart. Like the world needs a champion of magic. Uh, Say my name. And then fucking. Say my uh, name. Say my name. He says Shazam. And then the wizard fucking like gets crushed by a giant boulder that was hanging over his head, like the sword of Damocles (laughs) and turns into a forest ghost. And. uh, All right. And that's, that's like George George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were, were like of the gen, of like of the age group that would have read this as little kids, oh, right? I like George I feel Lucas like this stuff like, definitely has like been interviewed and said he's a huge captain. I think Spielberg was Spielberg has been trying to make a bunch of like movies based on like DC properties from the 1930s that like me and no one else on the planet give a shit about. Like he was trying to make a movie about the Blackhawks for a while, uh, and the Blackhawks are like literally just like what if. What if they had like a like crazy ass airline white uh, uh, air, airplane flying white boys during World War II that had like all black outfits? <laughs> uh, and anyways, uh, 
Because like I just I see so many of the elements you're describing. Because in the movie, I kind of attribute it to just oh, it's doing a pastiche of all these kids' no, movies. But now a, you describe the comic, and I'm yeah. like, oh, I see how the stuff from the comic worked its way into yeah Star Wars this and was, this was uh, selling, Indiana Jones and all this, this was stuff. Selling millions. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> this sold millions of copies at its height. I think it was like circulating like five million, which is a lot. Um, so. That's Billy's origin. Uh, Most of the characters in this movie come from the comics. Uh, I don't think he gets ever gets adopted, but he does get like a house, Uh, orphan house, and and a racial stereotype. He gets like a racial stereotype uh, black guy that lives with him that has huge cartoon lips. But the less we talk about him, the better. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, um, Freddie Freeman, uh, the like crippled boy in this. His origin is so fucking sick in the comics, so they have a they have a crossover, which like no one was doing in the, in like 1942. No one had come up with the idea of like you could have a character show up in a different book. And B- Batman could no, no one had, exactly. they were the first to cook yeah. up Batman meets Superman. Exactly. Like uh fucking I, I think the first Batman crossover Superman crossover it only happened like a year before then. And they had so they they had like a line almost basically a line wide crossover between uh Wiz Comics which was where Billy was and then Master Comics which was their other big anthology cuz Wiz Comics was an anthology it was like 70 pages long and the Captain Marvel story would be the biggest but then they would have a bunch of other like little 10 page stories like a cowboy western and like a like a wizard story about an egyptian guy that loves a turban it's awesome um, nice. in, in the savage cannibal jungle shit. Yeah, I know. They got a guy named Dr. Voodoo who's like a white boy that was raised by the tribe, you know, so they don't they oh, fuck with him. Yes. It's, cool. it's great stuff. <laughs> it's amazing. And it's all drawn really well, too. But they had so, so Freddie uh, is so they, they introduced this guy, Captain Nazi, who is like, Wait, I don't even excuse think Excuse me. <laughs> I don't even. It sounds, I feel like it's nice. what it says like on the nice tin. Huh? Yeah. So, so the other thing about Fawcett is they went hard with the war, World War II propaganda. Like Captain Marvel was in this shit, mixing up the fucking Japanese, the Italians, the fucking Nazis. He was throwing hands and killing people in World War II. He has. He was stacking fucking Nazi corpses. Uh, he rocks. Amazing. But they they had this this crossover between a bunch of their different characters. Uh, and they were all fighting Captain Nazi. And at the end of the Wiz Comics part of the crossover, he shows up and like beats Captain Marvel's ass. Like he just walks across the Atlantic and he's like, I'm gonna kick your ass. And he does. And then he rips through physically through the Wiz comic and enters the master comic. Like the last page is him like tearing through the page of the comic into the other comic. And Oh, like in Comic Zone? Like in Comic Zone, yeah. The, the Sega Genesis game. Sure. I mean, but, oh, that's fucking that's, crazy. I have no yeah. idea what you're talking this is, about. Like, this is like 1941. Like, this is like... That's... Oh, wow. That is like so pretty forward there's thinking. Like a, there's like a uh, boy conceptually. and his grandfather that are fishing on a lake. And Captain Nazi gets thrown into the lake. And they're like all beating <laughs> his ass. They throw him into the lake. And he just, he just like insta-kills this guy's grandfather. Like one punch, he fucking like just dead. <laughs> one punch cool. stone cold dead hits hits the other boy fucking cripples his ass captain marvel was like oh god what's happened like this boy just got fucked up because i didn't have the hands to like to kill this guy and so he gives the boy a portion of his powers 
Uh, so if he says Captain Marvel's name, he can turn into Captain Marvel Jr. And then he became the main feature of Master Comics and is also the reason why Elvis has black hair. Okay. What? Yes. No, I'm not even kidding. Elvis, they, they explain this in the Baz Luhrmann movie. Elvis was a huge fan of Captain Marvel Jr., which was actually outselling the main book for a, a previous, a small amount of time because it would, it was much more fantastical and it was from the... The, he, he didn't turn into an adult. He uh, he would stay a boy. He would just get Captain Marvel's powers. <laughs> Perpetual oh. boy. So so there was well no he actually he ages. Uh, he he just yeah. doesn't turn he into, doesn't a, turn different into guy. a different boy. Yeah, Captain Marvel is the only one that turns into a different guy because he's like he's he's like summoning the magic into the world. They're all they're all like trickle down. You know, all the other Captain Marvels. There's the Lieutenant Marvels who were uh, just a bunch of guys named Billy Batson, who Dr. Savannah has a Billy Batson uh, convention and he, oh, where just kids named Billy Batson shows up and he's like, if I kill all these kids, there won't be, because he knows that there's a kid named Billy Batson is associated with Captain Marvel, but he doesn't know what he looks like. So he's just like, I'm going to kill all the Billy Batsons in this world. And then Billy Batson turns- Like, like the Terminator hunting exactly. Sarah Connor. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and- Billy Batson says Shazam, but the lightning doesn't have any intelligence. It just hits any guy named Billy Batson that's near where the word Shazam was said. So all the other Billy Batsons get uh, – Wait, what? Yeah. They get, <laughs> they get just, Shazam. Just say Shazam yeah, so a Billy Batson. In fact, actually, if you, if you jump in front of the lightning at the last second, you will become Shazam. They've established that. Like the the lightning, there is a physical process of transformation that can be interrupted. If you gag so, his so you mouth, can just wander around saying Shazam till you get within proximity of your Billy Bats yeah. and then just shove him out of the exactly. way. Exactly. No, that's no, hilarious. Literally. And in fact, actually, if you if you if he doesn't even if he, he has to specifically say Shazam, if he's in the process of saying it, if it gets interrupted, uh, it, it won't happen. He has to get the full word out and be hit by the lightning. Uh, it's frame perfect. Yeah, no, literally, you could do frame interrupts on on the fucking on the Captain Marvel summit. <laughs> so they cool. all become the Lieutenant Marvels, and there's like Hick Billy Batson, there's Fat Billy Batson, who's like the Latino kid in this. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, like, the Fat FIFA kid. Yeah, they, they they have they just have like other like like different types of Billy Batsons. Like there's like skinny yeah. Captain Phil Billy Batson, Fat so that's, Billy that, Batson. That's that's trickle down uh, trickle down Shazamonics. Yeah. Um, and then I forget how I haven't actually gotten to the part where his sister uh, Mary gets powers, but I know she ends up uh, uh, animating a uh, stuffed tiger named Mr. Talkie Tawny into a real life man human tiger hybrid that becomes their butler. Wait, it turns a stuffed animal into a living thing? Yeah, because it's magic. That's cute. Holy shit, that's crazy. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is, this sounds the delightful. The Mary Marvel <laughs> book was a little bit more of a, of a kid's book, but it, it was still banging. Uh, so. I don't even fucking. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they got all this fucking crazy ass shit. So you can interrupt the lightning. You can uh, if you're your name, Billy Batson, you can also get the lightning. Um, you can he can choose to give the lightning to other people. Uh, it's insane. Uh, uh, black Adam also has black has has lightning. Uh, there's a couple other like lightning knockoff guys. There's uh, there's Sabak, who is. Uh, powered by demons and he says the word sabak and then he gets struck by like evil lightning and it turns him into like a like a big strong guy there's uh th yeah fucking black adam says i think theo at or no he says teth adam which is uh egyptian for black adam because he used his powers in ancient egypt so he's associated he's like egyptian 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And and Savannah is just like an evil mad scientist type guy. He's kind of mid as far as like recurring. I'm, I'm not as much of a fan of him as I am the other one. Like there's like a robot that he fights called Mr. Adam. There's Mr. Mind. Uh, Black Adam's great. Captain Nazi's great. He fucking he beats the brakes <laughs> off of them. And then they that, like they just like beat his ass up. They just like they, they beat his ass up and then like throw him into the ocean. Um, it rocks. It's it's amazing. No, the ocean is the Nazis' greatest weakness. It is. It is. Um, so all most of the characters in this come from other things, but they it didn't take place in Philadelphia. That was the other weird thing. It takes place in like a fictional city because it's a comic book. Yeah, weird that they've got like no shortage of fictional cities in the DCU, yeah. and they're just like Philly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like that's, Philly sucks. Why would you want to? Do, why would you want to have Philly? Philly's in, gay. Like, the, Philly's too the, gay for this shit. It is. It is, but like the too many fucking, gay guys uh, running around with doing poppers. The yeah, the the fucking god. No one's gonna get that bit because no one was with us in Boston. <laughs> no one, no one uh, was with us at the famous, <laughs> the famous the Boston gay hang. guys in Philly summit. <laughs> the Boston hang. Yeah, the Boston <laughs> hang. But uh, the fucking like they use Philly and Rocky because Rocky's supposed to be like a guy who like lives in hell. Like he has to like beat people to, people up to like make a living. Li- living living in Philly is what made David Lynch make a, a racer. Yeah, head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like that's the that's the city that you this go. This city is evil. I love it. It's like the people who live in Las Vegas. It's like how why are you? You're not supposed yeah. to live here. You know, you're, you're supposed not, to like travel through evil, it. Yeah, most evil place on evil. earth. Um, I don't. What what else happened in this movie? There's like just a bunch of stupid bullshit. I mean, this, this was, you were right about sort of this being kind of a, a like a sort of a, a stylistic pivot away from sort of like the Snyder sort of like darker kind of stylistic take. But yeah, this was also something that was being like developed as early as like the early 2000s, because this is in addition yeah. to being a WB movie, it's a new line cinema movie as well because like new line yeah new line was like trying to develop it um like there were like multiple drafts of a screenplay written one went to like pre-production that was written by a guy named like john august and then like it fell apart basically because new line cinema got absorbed uh and then there was sort of um pressure like in the in the wake of specifically like the Dark Knight being really successful and more specifically sort of Speed Racer tanking at the box office being like, oh. OK, audiences don't want this like, dude, like we got a Captain Marvel movie big, that looked like Speed Racer. <gasps> Speed Racer was a oh my God. biggest, be- I, I the biggest fucking Ra- bag fumble of audiences of the 21st century. I watched like, that. Right. I put that on right after. Yeah, it's great. Speed right Racer after I watched the, this movie, actually no, I watched it the day before, and then I rewatched the final race again. After <laughs> yeah, to pick yourself back up. To, yeah, to stop that's what myself you have to from do. killing myself. Yeah, that's the that's so fucked up because like Captain yeah. Marvel is one of those characters where it's like you got to put every single color in the movie. Like the, it was it was one of those it was it, it took advantage of the fact that like that like uh, the, the the comic book printing basically worked better in the 40s if the colors all didn't like there was no there were no shades like you just did as many different look you know looking colors as possible because they 
any color that was like a mix of two colors was really hard to do, but you could do like yeah. a pure blue, you could do like a green, you could do like a yellow, you could do like a red, but like if you wanted to you you want to do brown, no. That's why that's why most comic books, if you read like a really old comic book, they'll just color black people gray because it was like really hard to do like accurate skin tones for anyone, much less <laughs> uh like they they it took them like a while to figure out how to make white people look good. And even then, uh, they kind of overdo it on the red a little bit until like the 60s. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like a weirdly vivid pink. Everyone has like rosacea um, in, in comics <laughs> from the 40s. Like, um, But, uh, but some, some of that really like primary color use makes for really striking uh, visuals. Like like that train you shared. Can we can we start wrapping this up with uh, a very specific thing I want to read? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Uh, because I, I mentioned that David F. Sandberg loves to review all of his movies, and it's just his movies that he reviews on Letterboxd and gives half star ratings. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read I'm gonna read his review for Shazam. I wonder if he, it counts as a half star rating because Letterboxd doesn't consider a zero star as an actual. Yeah, no, rating. it's a zero stars don't contribute. That's why I don't give. Yeah. That's why I save half stars for like the absolute worst of the worst, like I things just, I, I want to save, see perish. I save zero stars for or uh, uh, no. You should have just given us a half star. Would have it would have made a, be, a difference? Uh, even it's, it's I, stopped, I stopped rating it's movies important. altogether. I don't care about the letterbox rating. That's fake. That's I, I, anything. Okay, that's, it's that's fake not, and gay. To you. I don't know. All right. I don't. I don't know how numbers work. That's, it's not but, fake and gay. It's like I have ADHD. I can't calculate that. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this and but, and Miguel, don't even don't e- you don't even worry about adding background music. I'm I'm sure you're like editing this and you're like you guys are going for too long. <laughs> Wrap it up, come on, guys. Uh, Miguel, add. <laughs> don't give Miguel more work. Add. All right. Fucking. Uh, actually, there is a Beatles song that mentions Captain Marvel. Uh, so this was this is David F. Sandberg's review of Shazam, half star. How could he catch a bus by the windshield? Worst movie ever. The average bus weighs between 25,000 and 40,000 pounds, 11 to 18 metric tons. Not only would his hands go straight through any windshield or any metal parts of the bus for that matter, but stopping that much mass in such an abrupt manner would turn the bus into an accordion and the passengers would be mush. And why did he hear a loud bang when he caught it if he caught the glass? Wouldn't there just be a glass cracking sound? Why was there a shockwave in the snow on the ground if the bus never actually reached the ground? I know he couldn't fly at that point, but why didn't he just super speed up to the bridge and grab the bus from behind to gently pull it back up? Garbage. This sucks because you can tell he considered all this after he watched the film. This is like like telling on yourself a little bit because it's like – yeah, it's not in the movie, but like it clearly made you mad. What like you're? It's it's like the fucking like straw man shit where it's like you're inventing a guy to get mad at because you notice problems with your own movie. But the fact that you even ever considered reality when making a movie about a boy that turns into a big guy using lightning means that you fucked up. You you you, you know what? I, I'll admit it. Kind of like bothered me just because it's like you know there's 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 realism or not but there's just certain things that are just kind of like so blatantly weird particularly if they're like not staged or executed right and it's like a, a bus landing on a guy that catches it and then the bus hitting the ground like five feet 
further down is like not in any different. It's just a poorly well, shot. Like just just scene. stage a yeah. Just Why made, like, if, if, if there's a better staged place. scene, it wouldn't bother me. But I was like, it didn't even look good when he was catching it. No, you know, it looks good. No, it looks that terrible. action Ooh. comics cover where he catches that fucking the sedan. The the first ever Superman cover and everyone's like fuck. Everyone looks like they just watched like a like fucking nine eleven just happened because like a regular like a guy that looks like a regular white guy just caught a car. I love that cover. Damn. All right. Well, <laughs> shit's sick. Dude. Fuck. Fuck both of these. Shazam. Both these movies stunk. Yeah, these terrible, terrible and, movies. Uh, I least, hope you didn't watch least, them. At least our next, the next thing we're doing is the Patreon episode, and we're gonna watch uh, Big Dick uh, Billy Friedkin's Bug. So we get to watch a good movie. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Uh, good. On that note, let me let me thank our patrons. Uh, Patreon.com backslash Marvelous Dead. Wait, we got to do watch something else for Shazam. Oh yeah, we got to do watch watch something else for Shazam. All right, I will go first because I know exactly what I want to say. Uh, my watch something else for Shazam is a movie called PG Psycho Gorman. Uh, it's actually one of the earliest movies I reviewed for the Arts Fuse. Um, it's uh it's basically it's like a it's by the guy who did The Void, uh Steven Katansky. Um it it's basically about this these these two like sibling like preteens find like a like orc alien warrior like like mass murdering like evil warlord like in their ba- like buried in their backyard and they basically like use him as their own like personal attack dog. It's like it's like the grim adventures of Billy and Mandy kind of kind of angle there but it has like tons of practical effects uh fucking rich evans the famous rich evans uh, from from uh ellen uh, does his signature oh my god oh, that rich isn't evans. It? i love i love that guy everyone loves rich evans and his his funny laugh he's in it uh, for, uh voicing like a, a giant like bucket full of guts uh, there, there's a scene where where a, a kid gets turned into like a dog sized like brain with tentacles. It's delightful. Uh, so go watch that instead. Don't just I I I didn't hate Shazam. I thought it was cute when it tried. I kind of dug the like jackass like testing their powers sort of bit. Like those are oh, always fun sucks. scenes to see in superhero movies. But like overall. No, it, it, it's, it's it can be done. So it was many... not done well in this movie, though. The, it I, looked yeah. like, like this movie just had, had no charm for yeah, me. They, None. they had a fucking. Uh, they went like, like why were they on Snapchat? I like yeah, kids be on kids are on Snapchat. Billy Batson. Well, the same kids who's like, I need to have a secret identity because I'm autistic about superheroes is also like, I'm going to put this on YouTube. And they, they like lampshade that contradiction, but never yeah, really the, the lamps- explain that is yeah. how, how like stupid it is. And and just, just because kids are saying all this dialogue, which is, yeah, soy overly lampshaded dialogue doesn't make it any better. So what it go, go watch psycho gourmet instead it's 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 genuinely a joy watch, I, I don't uh, really have like a oh watch uh i don't even know dude fucking i guess like shin ultraman the, the problem yeah, is like shin there's ultraman. so much there's so much stuff that it because like captain marvel was like the first guy to have like a transforming superhero like uh the idea that like you have the regular form like the meek the meek form and then like that is transformed into the champion that was all shazam so like fucking I don't even know. There's like so many different 
there's an Alex Ross piece that that goes into all the different guys that this can apply to, but it's like there's like there's just hundreds of them, you know. Sailor Moon. Yeah, Sailor Moon. Pretty much the entire Toku, like Henshin stuff is comes from that. Uh, fucking um, yeah, Ultraman is basically like Japanese Shazam. I mean, like when when Marvel did Thor and he would originally have to like strike his cane to uh turn into into that he would have to that's that's a shazam riff there's fucking uh uh ben 10 is a shazam riff like pretty much any kind of like like adult that turns or kid that turns into an adult or like just person that uses some kind of mnemonic or or device to transform comes from uh this comic all right and this character he-Man is the first to do one. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, actually, He-Man. So, uh, like, yeah, I guess Ultraman is probably, like, the best. Yeah. The best uh, version of that. I have uh, I have no, like, salient recommendations, but the last thing I watched is just one of my childhood very favorite movies. It's, it's a perfect, comfy afternoon watch. Tremors. No, can't just, go wrong just one with of Tremors. the great, fun creature features. That never clicked perfect for movie. me, actually. Really? I've seen it. Really, I, I've been to, watching that be, movie since like I was literally a baby, so I can't. In, in your like bunk that, bed, yeah, I, I, I didn't can't. see it until high house. school. Was the thing. Yeah, it's just, it's, a, it's a good. I get the appeal. Movie. I get the appeal. It is a. It's a very Twilight Zone premise for a movie. Um. All right. So let's let's thank the people who gave us money for, to watch Shazam and Captain Marvel. God, bl- oh, God bless all God of bless you. All you are, you. You are uh, angels guess, on earth. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys. Uh, read something else if you just want like a one and done. Uh, Jeff uh, Jeff Smith of uh, of Bone Fame uh, did. I think it was a three part uh, Captain Marvel series. Uh, that's sort of a re. Um, a reboot of the character as a children's book as like an overt like children's book and it's pretty good i like it i have i i wish it wasn't like the only captain marvel product that you could buy at a store but it's pretty good all right so i'm gonna be thanking everyone uh all our new patrons who have joined since december 18th so thank you to crankor penis madness <laughs> Thank you to Crankwar, Penis Madness Girl, Charles Doyle, Owen Cobb, Interfior, McBackanoy. I'm, I'm sorry, you guys gotta get like better screen names that I I don't sound like I'm having a stroke when I'm well, saying. Well, you have to you have to take Include into a account. pronunciation guide yeah. with your yeah. uh, subscription. Yeah, you have to take Luke. into account that the person <laughs> doing these readings from Boston. Is, an, is an Italian ex. <laughs> so they don't, they don't. They don't have the highest grasp no, I don't. of the I, English My language. tongue is slightly too large for my mouth. Yeah, it's uh, swollen from all the pasta. It, it evolved, evolved for making just basically G and Ch sounds, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, there's a reason they talk with their hands. <laughs> Thank you to Lucas Fursan, Justin Racine. Josie, Michael, Jose Arujo, It's a Me, Mario, Jerub, and Lightning Strike 197. Thank you all very sincerely. Hopefully, that Lightning Strike 197 is one of those like psychotic, like 
Captain Marvel, Shazam, Die Hard guy. I've been there's this guy uh, that I've been using who runs like basically like a bare bones HTML website that goes into like the history of the character, and I've been using that as the main source along with a couple books. It, it, you know what? Assuming you use like readably sized font and text color background color that is the best kind of website it is it is yeah, no, it works i mean people, I, easy like to myself. read loads instantly no bullshit yeah G- god bless just writing shit in html no yeah i love the captain marvel autists because they are like they're like they're like chris chan sonic tier guys if they got pussy where they're just like <laughs> in they're, they are like me get incredibly mad when captain marvel is like a jokesy kind of like reddit guy in this movie but they're like 75 years old <laughs> yeah, look, they're, they're the guys that were reading the comic yeah, in 1952. That's, that's the thing. None of this shit is in print. Like, you can't. The oldest Captain Marvel comic you can get regularly in print is the volume two of Power of Shazam, which is uh, by by Jerry Ordway, not Jerry Conway, which I said, I think, in the commentary. And Good. that Jerry came out Warbot. in 1980. That came out in 1987, which is almost 50 years after the character was created. Thank God for the internet. Like, imagine if you couldn't yeah, get the good. first 50 years of a character's history. It's just insane. <laughs> All right, guys. I think we really need to see dis- See Display EX. <laughs> we need to. Well, l- l- learn it this and love it. This episode is so uh, long. <laughs> How long is it? I haven't looked. At, I haven't looked at the counter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's great. Oh, it's good. It's it's. We're back from the new year. We were on hiatus. Yeah. Oh my god. This is the this is the Snyder cut episode. This, this is the Snyder cut episode. The, we're 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 making up for the hiatus. This, we're ringing in twenty twenty four. We're going big. We're going bold. We're all getting struck by lightning and 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 becoming larger. We're becoming our own secret uncles. Which was the style at the time. Uh, in the meantime, thank you all so much for listening, supporting the show, subscribing on Patreon, joining the Discord, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, well, I hope you have a great 2024. Yeah. We'll Happy see you again soon. Everybody. Bye. Be sure to Bye. check out Stu's. I think we're on Metal Gear Solid Three. Yeah, we're playing Metal Gear Solid yeah. Three on uh, Wednesdays. Come, come check us out. Yeah. Thank you guys. Uh, more more to come. More to come. More to come. I'm going to kill myself. I had, I had a nice out and you had to ruin it. <laughs> Good night, Join everybody. the Discord. You'll find out about the streams and everything All else. Right. Night. Link in the description. Bye. Bye. playing RimWorld and there's this mod that uh that rebalances the combat i don't have anywhere to go like i'm gonna go pee i guess but i I wanted to get this bit out uh and it rebalances the combat to make guns like a lot more deadlier than they are because like in in regular RimWorld, like a human being can get shot like 12 times and still probably be okay if it doesn't hit any vital organs and in this like if you get hit in a single vital part like you just fucked uh and it also adds like caliber and like uh like drop off and 
and uh, near misses and stuff like and like like bleeders versus clean through and throughs and all that fun gun stuff. And it, it rocks because if I get I got a tribal raid, which is like people that don't have any kind of bulletproof armor and they just get mowed down. <laughs> like we just killed like 60 people that don't know how to read. Is Stu even here? I guess Stu isn't here. Miguel, make this the end of the episode. It's just you and me. Uh, uh, actually, actually, cut this and make it the trailer for the episode. Both Stu and Nicole have died. They uh, And I'm trapped in the podcasting dimension because Stu is the one that turns the podcast off. Uh, I'm going to go pee and I'll be right back. Look, Shout out to Jim. Hi, Jim. Shout out to Jim. Hi, Jim. <laughs> <laughs>